Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, a pleasant, good Thursday morning to you. This is Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers, and I am Trace Fowler, two sacred days away from Tom being back in the seat. Well... It was day two of the MLB playoffs, and for many, that was uh, that was the end of the that was the end of the road. Congratulations on winning 99 games. Season's over. Congratulations on winning 92 games. Season's over. A total of 39,000 people over the course of two games watched the Tampa Bay Rays. They lost to the Texas Rangers. And the Rangers dominated them, if we're being completely honest, 7-1. to one. Not much of a fight out of the race. Josh Jung had two doubles and a triple. Adoltis Garcia hit a home run. The Rangers would take on the Orioles now in the division series. So it doesn't get any easier for the Rangers as they face what many might say, the best team in baseball. And if they don't think that, then they obviously believe that the Braves are. The Twins, they snapped that 18-game losing streak in the playoffs only to turn around to win two straight. They would win their series over the Blue Jays 2 to nothing. That's big-time pitching right there. Imagine telling yourself that you were going to go out there and score two runs and you were going to find a way to win a playoff series. Former and future Red Sonny Gray. I seen it all over X.com yesterday. Let me tell you. X.com was flying high yesterday about the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, why? Because they used to have Sonny Gray. And sure enough, anytime a, anytime a, a previous Red has any success, next thing you know, you're never supposed to get rid of them. Right? I'm going to go off the rails here for just a half a second on the monologue. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, precursor that so Elliot doesn't start freaking out. <laughs> Listen, Eugenio Suarez had a, had a good start in Seattle. Great. Well, that's good. Good for Eugenio. But he couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat in Cincinnati for a full year. So you're supposed to just keep him around? At some point, you're just happy for the guys that left. You just, you're just, you're just appreciate the fact that they're having success somewhere else. You don't always have to feel like you lost out on something. Because the truth is, you don't know if you did. Would we like to think that Sonny Gray was going to be the same pitcher in Cincinnati as he would in Minnesota? I don't know. The ballpark's different, isn't it? I'm sure Hunter Green's numbers would look a lot different if he pitched in San Francisco than he does in Great American Ballpark. No, I'm not taking anything away from Sonny Gray. He was great. He was dominant. But we also got guys in return for him, just as a reminder. But it didn't allow a run. The Astros await the Twins. Old Dusty Baker and the gang. That's the next guy I hear about. Oh, we should have never got rid of Dusty Baker. It is kind of unique and funny, though, that you look throughout the postseason and there's a lot of Reds out there. I wonder if other franchises feel the same. Did you finish it? Yeah. I don't think you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't think you did. All right, a brutal scene, not only in this office. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> a brutal scene, not only in this office, but also uh, in Milwaukee last night. Brewers, I mean, could you imagine? Can you imagine being a Brewers fan? 
I mean, you, for a couple years now, <clears throat> had a really good baseball team. A really good baseball team. And you just, for all intents and purposes, you've laid an egg. You've laid an egg. Spur called it in here yesterday. You can't go out there with your ace and a number four starter and lose and then expect to turn around and win the next day. The Brewers, though, they did take an early lead. Yet again, they blew it. Diamondbacks, they took both games at American Family Field. Zach Gallen recovered nicely after giving up two runs. In the first inning, he went six innings, striking out four. The Diamondbacks would win four to two. They now play the Dodgers next. You know the crazy thing about, about Milwaukee, too, uh, is this. Is that every time they've, they've, they've not had success in the postseason, it feels as if the reason they didn't have the success was somewhat in part because of the strength that happened all year long didn't show up. Now, is that being a little unfair? Yes. But for a team that would be able to rely on their bullpen to close it down at the end of games, they weren't able to do that. They expected Corbin Burns would probably go out there and shove, and that just didn't happen. But that's here nor there. That's Milwaukee's problem, not ours, isn't it? Phillies, they destroyed the Marlins. They destroyed them so bad there was people on X.com talking about how they wish that any other team besides the Marlins got in the postseason because they're terrible. That's how, you, that's how you know there's a lot of people that watch these postseason games that really haven't watched the league a whole lot. The Marlins... Hey, they outplayed everybody at the end of the year. They won big series after big series. It just so happens that when you play a two-game or a three-game set in Philadelphia against the defending National League champions, it, sometimes it's tough. It's tough to win. Marlins found that out. Bryson Scott would bust the game open, though. If you didn't see it, he hit a grand slam. And there is some pretty cool little videos on X.com of just the crowd's reaction. And they went bonkers. Crazy, I might add. Philadelphia is starting to be, uh, get a reputation for maybe one of the best sports cities there is. And it very well may be. Something about um, blue-collar eastern towns that just care about their sports maybe more than they should. If you didn't get a chance to see it, this is Scott's Grand Slam right here. Bryson Stott. Stott 
would give Nola all the run support he would need and then some. They would go on to win 7-1, to one, and they will face what many might also believe is the best team in baseball in the Atlanta Braves, <coughs> their division rival next in the NLDS. In other news in Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati, they lost yesterday, but they had the Trojan celebration anyway. They had the supporter shield out there. All their fans getting fired up about it. But congratulations to FC Cincinnati. Maybe we don't give them enough credit around here, but they did win the MLS trophy for the best record. 50 consecutive days we're about to bark on with a football game that started yesterday. Now, you can thank some of these smaller schools that have decided to bow down to the man that is the, the, the hand that feeds them money because they're willing to play on wherever ESPN and or whatever other cable program begs them to play on. Because why? Well, they need that cash. It'll be interesting to see if Tom wants to keep you updated on all these different games. But for today, we'll let you know that Jacksonville State, they decided they were going to beat Middle Tennessee State 45-30. to 30. Florida International, they lost on the road to New Mexico State. 34-17. And on today's show, we will finally get to Casey's stink list. We'll have draft or die. Locals at 11, of course. And more. We'll go around the room, get the thoughts on maybe a little quick MLB postseason. Uh, maybe we, we all make a prediction on who we think is going to win the World Series now that we got these wild cards out of the way. I'm a little disappointed, though, for being honest about the fact that we don't even get a Game 3 winner-take-all winner game. What a wild, what a wild thing that is in Major League Baseball in the postseason. You get a chance to 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 play three home games, and for two two of the maybe you would argue the better teams that were playing in a three game set, two of them were bounced in two games. I don't. I think we talked about this briefly yesterday. I think I'm at the point now where. I don't know what Major League Baseball can do to win. You're going to have people that complain that they play 162 games and all oh, they throw them out there for a three-game set. It's a three-game set at home. It's a three-game set at home. If you can't find a way to win on day one and or day two, then it begs the question, did you deserve to move on in the first place? Because if it's a five-game set, you're basically asking someone to come back and win three straight games to be able to win a series. Now, has it been done before? Of course it has, but of course it has been. In fact, if you remember that 2004 World Series champion, the Boston Red Sox, they came back down 2-0 to the Oakland A's in round one before they moved on, and then obviously they got down 3-0 to the Yankees. They would go on to defeat, I believe, if I remember right, I believe that was the Cardinals, right? It was the Cardinals who lost the World Series to the, uh, the Red Sox. Yes. I think I remember that right. Um, also, don't let me forget, but I think I have the solution for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it includes, it includes, it includes Joe Burrow playing this week and next. Can't wait to hear that bit. Uh, yesterday was good. Yesterday was great. I, I got to, I was able to watch some of the, some of the playoff games. Philadelphia, man, I, Philadelphia gets a lot of, a lot of slack for just being, their fans being, you know, kind of gross and misbehaving all the time 
But it's a, it's a damn good sports town. I mean, it, you could argue it's, it's the best sports town. What I saw last night in that video, you heard it. They were singing along to the, the walk-up song, and they just go nuts after every single pitch. They really do. I love Philadelphia. I, Casey, I, I, have, I sent Casey another clip. This, is, this was their owner last night. Their owner, uh, I, I forget his name at, at the top of my head, but Casey has it. Um, he went out into the crowd and just started firing T-shirts at people. In the, middle, in the middle of the chaos, he went down on the field. It would be so cool to have an owner who did this. There he goes, into the crowd, over the guardrails. It's a heavy bag. Yeah, he's making it look heavy at least. Somebody help him out, man, damn. John Middleton, the owner of the Phillies, just having fun with the fans. Do you know how cool it would be to have an owner like that? Fortunately, they don't. The Reds do not. But that, that it would be so cool if, if one of our owners just, you know, didn't openly disrespect our city all the time with, with his words. But that would be cool. I, the, I, I, the playoff baseball atmosphere is great. Everett's been saying it in the chat. I do think playoff baseball should be moved up a month earlier. Um, get rid of that first month of the season. It's nonsense. No one, nobody needs to be playing baseball in April. But this is awesome. This is the best time of the year. NFL is right in the thick of it. MLB playoffs. You got NHL, NBA, college basketball is all coming back. This is the best time of the year to be a sports fan. This is, this is phenomenal. I know Trace glossed over those two college football programs, uh, but it's fun. Right, I, I don't so. care. Obviously, those two, those, all those teams that played yesterday, their seasons don't matter. It's college football. Congratulations to Georgia for winning it all. But it's, it is fun just to like turn on your TV and, oh, there's football on. And by football, I mean American football. Nice. I like that. Uh, do you do you really – I mean, does anyone really care about those games, honestly? No, I, no, I, I, no, no. Nobody does. I mean, besides the two fan bases and the folks that are degenerates that are probably putting way too much money on those games, outside of those, uh, besides the parents and the alumni of those schools and the degenerates, you know, I, I don't really see a whole lot. I mean, are, are, did you watch those games last night? Are you suggesting that, Elliot? Well, no. Well, oh, you didn't yeah, watch well, him, but you're making fun finish, of me for making fun finish, of it. Can I finish my speech? I, I was at a bar. We were, it's Wednesdays. We play trivia. Me and my friend group, we, we, we play trivia. And then in our bar, Champions Bar, shout out, no free ads. They have all the, all the games up for the night. They have a great TV set up. And on two of the TVs, yeah, there, there were those games. Where I pay, was I paying attention to them? Not really. But it was cool to just look over once in a while. I was taking a sip of my lemonade or whatever I was drinking, and I take a look. Oh, there's football on. Am I going to watch it? No, but it's fun to see. I was watching MLB, the MLB postseason, obviously, as my front runner. FC Cincinnati was even on in the bar. I don't think. I don't think. I, I'm pretty sure FC Cincinnati really didn't play any of their starters. I think Acosta got in at the end a little bit, but I don't. Oh, Elliot's talking a little FC. Yeah, a little bit of FC. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about him. I, I was looking at the stats for Acosta. Dude's actually been pretty good. He's yeah. like five foot three. Dude, uh, this guy's like five foot three, and I, it was really funny. I don't know if we have that picture, but him with the supporter shield. The supporter shield's literally three fourths of his entire body. I think he he's the he's the goal leader in the MLS. He's the third. He's third in assists. 
He's like third in, in meaningful passes. Apparently that's a stat in soccer. It's not an assist, but it's a meaningful pass. That's You can somehow calculate that. Uh, but it was good. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I despite what I say about FC, I'll make a lot of jokes in here, but I respect them. They, they bring a trophy, they win. So if they're going to bring trophies and they're going to win, it's better than half the teams. They're better than three-fourths of the team in the city. So, and here's the picture Casey has it for you. Yeah, it's actually a, a video of him. I mean, it's literally a quarter of his body. It's, I mean, he's just such a tiny little guy. He's just such but a But he's so good. Guy. And he's, he should be an MVP. Yeah. He should be. Some are saying. Some are saying. Some are saying. Uh, I know one thing. I can tell you this right now with a, with a shadow of, uh, without, a, without a shadow of doubt, I think that's the term you use here, is that... Uh, Spur, did you watch the FC Cincinnati last night? Answer. No. I, d- I did not. I did not. I, you missed it? I missed it. No. Damn. Is that I, because I you have to go did, through? I actually didn't watch any postseason baseball last night either. I didn't get a chance to watch. That was uh, That's tougher in the MLB that all four series are over after two games. And we don't get no game threes, as you said. That's, that's a loss for Major League Baseball. But – Hopefully these uh, divisional series, I'm, the, the Phillies-Braves series, I, I got a feeling if there's a team that can knock off the Braves, it's the Phillies. They got the offense to do it. They're going to be able to hit with them. I think that's going to be a fun, exciting series. I bet that goes five. Five. He's calling five. Casey, what would you watch last night, if anything? I Besides, you, I know you had your show. Yeah, I did my show, and then I got to catch the, the ceremony for the Supporter Shield. So nice. that's what I spent my – Casey sent a picture of, of his setup at home, and, and I, I did find it funny. His TV did look massive. It did. And it, I, Trey said it in our group chat. It was it looked like a 90-inch television. It looked like the biggest TV I've, I've ever seen. I, don't, I just don't know how you guys I don't know where you're getting that, that money from. Well, I don't know if it's – It's only like 60 inches. I think it's bigger than that. I think it's, it's bigger not, than that. It's I, we'll, we'll have to do. We'll have to measure it because I, I, I think you're lying about the size of your television there. I definitely. He's definitely lying about the size of his television. I'm not. There's just no doubt about it. That thing looked like it was taking up the whole entire wall. I mean, I and then and then all of a sudden he's making fun of me for thinking that it's big. And then obviously Elliot's on the same track. I, it was at least 72. You can you can't tell me it's less than 72 inches. No, it's it's 60. No, it's it's 60. All right. Well, so, uh, you know what? You, you know that's the first sign of getting uh, older. I guess is the term I'd like to use. I know many of our chat are laughing at me because I'm saying I'm getting older and all that. I get all that. We, we can we can we can all just slide right past that. But uh, but we're we're at a point now where in today's civilization that 60 inches is not is not is not a sizable television. I guess we're just we're going to move right <laughs> past it. It's 60 inches. Not not. I guess that's just not a big television. Well, it's that, a new 45. Uh, long, long gone are the days of the 32 inch. I guess you know those are. <laughs> You know, you used to be like, oh, that's a 32-inch. That's pretty nice. And then, you, you know, you used to have to have, like, basically two men in a truck and then a couple other buddies come over to help carry in the big screen televisions that the really wealthy folks had. You know, the ones that took up half the living room because they were, I don't know, wider than that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, and, I do. And now we're at a point where Casey's got something that looks like it's taking up the whole entire wall, and it's just, it's just not that big. So, Elliot, what were you saying? I, I grew up with a, a box TV. It had the little box, and it wasn't big. It was, I mean, it was, if it was 24 inches, I'd be shocked. I bet it was yeah. heavy, though. It, yeah, was it was very heavy. heavy. It was very heavy. I can't imagine the TVs Trace and Sean grew up with. Probably black and white and probably audio Golly, only. Man. Audio only. <laughs> But it was I. I it, it, the times have changed. The times have changed. I've got a great TV in my room. Uh, my parents they have a great TV hanging from the wall downstairs. It's just fun. It's fun to have TVs. I think whoever created the TV, I don't have that information in front of me, but whoever created it, you did a very good job. 
You did a very good job. Fair enough. There's some people in the chat that are not fans of your hat, so we're going to have to get to the bottom of it. Maybe we'll find a way to get uh, – you know what? Elliot, he's just – Who's he just, sees, he just sees, Yours, hat? yours. It's Elliot, it seems like he's gotten uh, he's gotten picked on too many days in a row. Wait, wait. Why um, do they not like my first hat? First, it was his vehicle the other day. I was just – I wasn't even making fun of his vehicle, but they obviously took it that way. That's his and, work hat. And then now, 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 you know, you got your best friend Evan in the chat telling you that your oh, hat – Oh, Evan's a clown. I, I'm not listening to Evan. Is that the person who came out with my Bengals hat, Evan? Yeah. yeah Ev Evan, yeah. I, what do you want me to say, man? I, the Bengals it's work are, hat. Come on, it's, man. It's a Bengals hat. I'm trying to support the team that's dead. I'm trying to re revive them by wearing this Bengals hat. I don't need to hear Evan's complaints. Evan was on the trade Jonathan India bandwagon two seasons ago when he won Rookie of the Year. Right? As soon as he won it. Trade, trade Jonathan India. Ship him out. Jonathan India cries his, his heart out the, at, the, at the final postgame presser of the year. Evan just laughs at him. Evan laughs at our players when they get traded or, or leave. And by the way, you, I, I disagree with you on that. Sonny Gray was a damn good red. He could have stayed a red. I would argue that the production of Sonny Gray that we could have had for several years would be better than that of uh, whoever came up. I forget the name of the trade. Well, you, uh, exactly. You don't know who you got from him. There's your well, first, correct. Because you have a relevant. That's, that's I, your first problem. I have Second the name. Second problem is, just, is that I want to I, I hear. I want to hear what your take is. The same guy that was picketing outside of Great American Ballpark when they got uh, Christian Carnacion, Strand, Spencer Steer, and Will Benson basically effectively. Chase Petty, I'm sorry. And, and, Everybody no, wanted no, no, to no, trade no, no, Chase no, no, Petty no. anyway. Uh, well, yeah, Chase Petty, I, I don't know. Maybe he could be arguably the best arm in our entire system. Just saying. I mean, the guy had like a two-point-something ERA this year. Do you think if uh, Sonny Gray was a red this year, it would have made a difference at some point? Uh Possibly, yeah, we might have won and, a few and, more and, games. And but that's the thing. That's that. That's the that's the that's the crux of the argument that I made yesterday. I don't think that it's 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 reasonable to say one way or the other is the perfect way of doing it. I, I'm not in the see. I do try to find myself in the middle of the prospect hugger. You don't trade everybody. Extend everyone. Camp. I try to find myself in the middle because if you're in a position like the Reds were this year. You can make a clear case argument that they just not, they were not true World Series contending type team. They just weren't. Like it or not, no matter what they did this year, you could you could bring back Sonny. Hell, you could bring back Sonny and Luis Castillo. And I know people are going to argue tooth and nail about that. But my point is, you could add Sonny and Luis Castillo on this team, and I still would argue that they weren't deep enough or they weren't consistent enough at the plate to be able to warrant winning a World Series. Now, can anybody win a World Series if you get in the postseason? Maybe, but there's obviously a reason as to why some teams are much favored over others. My main point to all of this is, is that whether we want to admit it or not, when you're a small franchise, there are, there are what I'd like to call windows of opportunity. And I know that people don't want to talk about that. They want to say they want to be good every single year. But I'm okay with maybe trading some high-end prospects if in a year from now or two years from now or maybe three years from now, whatever that is, when this team is expected to win 95 games and they're going to be one of the two best records in the National League and you can make the argument that they need some something to kind of fill that hole. This year just wasn't it for me. I, and that's fair, and I do think there is a, there's a valid point. I, Castellini said it before the year. He had no expect, expectations to win this season, win any games. He expected to tank. When he went on his brunch spiel about how no teams win after opening day ever, whenever he went on that terrible rant, he didn't expect the Reds to win, so why would you pay a guy who's going to cement a losing roster? I get that part. 
But there is a part of it where it's like if, if you have Sonny Gray, and I and again, the prospect thing, I've already admitted I was wrong on it. I, I The prospect thing worked. It objectively worked. Great for the Reds. It's the only reason we had a team this year is because the prospects that Nick Kroll crewed over all these trades, they worked. They worked phenomenally. But I, I, I do think it does mean something instead of paying Luke Dream Weaver. I think you could have kept one veteran one veteran starter on the roster. I think that would have helped. Instead of putting out a reliever in Luis Sessa start, starting games 10, 10 times. The You're right. Of the year. You are 100% right about that. I, in fact, I would say to this, I want, I'll ask you the qu- same question. Yeah. Do you think that, and, and this is for the room, I don't want to sit here and keep talking. I mean, we have two other people over here too. I'm not trying to just make this a two-way conversation. If you told, and, and I and I'd love to have access to talk to Nick Crawl. Would he answer my questions? Honestly, probably not. But I would like to ask him one simple question at the beginning. Listen, if you just said, forget, forget what the narrative would be about you if you just told the truth on this question, what would you say? If you knew before the year started that it was going to go the way that it actually went, and, and you could have the perspective of the full season before you started. Would you have really pushed a lot harder to try to fix the starting pitching problem at the beginning of the year? Or did you just genuinely think, you know what, we know what we have. We're going to win 70 games this year. Let's not let's not go out and, and, and do something. Let's not go ask Mr. Bob for money when it really probably doesn't matter. Let's wait and save our chance to go ask Bob for something when it actually matters. Now, if he said, yeah, that's the truth, he'd get crushed because people are saying he gave up on the season. But I think that's what he did. Do you think that's what he did? I think that's what he did. Is, I it, think a fair, it, is it a fair thing to do that? That's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a fair thing to do. I don't think it's – and this is such a good argument because, or it's such a good debate because you, there is a valid point to being like, you know what, we know the Castellinis aren't going to spend that much money. We're going we're gonna to wait to use our, our, our yeah. Christmas our, button. One, our, get out of free jail our, card. Correct. Gonna we're going to wait to use it until we can go all in – or whatever you want to say, whatever verbiage you want to use for that. Uh, next season, the season after that, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a point when you quit on seasons, and that's what the Reds have done several times over the past six years. When you quit and you forfeit seasons, it's tough It's tough to keep a fan base. It's tough to have have people believe in you, have people believe in your job. I it, that's such a, it's such a good it's such a good question. If I were the, if I were Nick Crawl, I would have yeah, I would have tried to get at least one veteran pitcher. A couple, maybe a couple veteran pitchers that weren't Luke Dreamweaver and Luis Sessa, who again, respectfully, is a relief pitcher that the Reds forced into starting because they didn't have any options and didn't want to spend money. So I, I do think you have to toe the line between forfeiting seasons and and dealing with ownership, right? I, I there has to be a there has to be another answer. Spur, but, do you, or really quickly, Spur, do you think that they punted? Oh, they punted. I, th- I think coming into the season, they knew this was Joey Votto's last year that they had to pay him because now they can they can part ways with him if they want to. They still had Mike Moustakis on the books. I think that had, I mean that was well at thirteen fourteen million dollars. That's what thirty five almost thirty five million dollars right there that, that they're going to have next year that they didn't have this year. I don't think they expected the rookies to come up and make as big of an impact as they did that fast, especially a guy like Matt McClain. I mean, he was kind of. He didn't even really have that great of a year in the minor leagues last year. And he right. comes out this year and he comes to the major leagues, hits 290, 16 home runs. I don't think they expected that. So I think they punted on the season. Would I like to see them get at least some kind of veteran arm? Correct. Yes. I mean, I, like you said, Luis, Luis Sessa probably shouldn't have been out there. But if they would have gotten somebody, I feel like it would have been like a Mike Minor type. I mean. But here, and that's, and people forget about that deal. When, when the Reds released Wade Miley, and then half-assed a trade for Mike Miner, 
I mean, it's the scene from Oakland where they're flashing the banner of David Justice. They just bring in some old veteran that nobody cares about, but they get to use his name as like, oh, Mike Miner was really good 10 years ago. And that's what the Reds did. They paid Mike Miner, by the way, a million dollars more than what Wade Miley was making, and they just released Wade Miley. So I strange moves. I The, the Reds have to get out of the point where they just forfeit seasons and, and at least show a serviceable product, even if you're not trying to win. The issue was that Phil Castellini straight out and said that they're not going to try to win. He came out and said that. So when you have an owner that says that, we have the Phillies owner getting in the stands, crowd surfing and throwing T-shirts up there, getting over guardrails. We have our owner at brunch time at the Reds, whatever, kid's house, saying that, oh, yeah, it's okay that we're going to be bad this year because half the teams don't try. It's a bad attitude to have. It, it is. is a bad attitude to have. I, I, I 100% agree with the fact that you shouldn't say that. Uh, well, I, I, can, I, can I admit something with this, with this whole thing? I, I always feel like I'm on the other side of trying to defend the Castellinis, and I think that the guys they got Phil specifically. I obviously Bob's in, is is a little older now to where he, you know I I don't really know the the heart of Bob, but it definitely feels like Phil. And again, I don't know the guy, so maybe if I ever got a chance to meet him, I would feel differently. But just from the outside looking in, he he, he really he comes off like a silver spoon type of person. He certainly seems like he's a little too big for his britches in a way. Like he just, he just, he comes off arrogant, right? Rightfully so. He said some things that are very arrogant. But there is some truth to what he's always said. And that's the real hard part with this is that whether you want to, you want to listen to what he's trying to say and, and, and listen to the tone and what she's saying it and take that and run to the bank and say that, you know, he's the worst owner in sports, you could do that. I try to listen to what he's saying, and he doesn't say it eloquently by any means, but he has a point about the fact that Major League Baseball allows teams to sell patches on their uniforms, and he gets upset about that. Why? Well, because the New York Yankees, they sell their patch on the front of their uniform for $17 million a year, and the Reds, they can only get $5 million based off of just sheer market size. That matters. That matters. Like... That's a competitive advantage that we all know exists in all the bigger markets. And he has a good point about the competitive disadvantages that all of these markets have that he exists in, the small markets. Can you win in a small market? Yes, you can. The Rays have proven that you can do it. Is it an outlier to win in a small market? Yes, it is. Can you be upset about the, the landscape of Major League Baseball and you have an owner that and I say owner, I should say commissioner. You have a commissioner that seems to not really care about the competitive disadvantages. I, I understand where Castellini, and I say Phil, Phil specifically, comes from. And I, and I know it sounds like I'm defending this guy, but, but in, genuinely, and I've said this before, genuinely, I, he, at least we can all see that he wants to win, though. Like, there is... That is that that is actually if you if you want me to if you want me to try to, to, to make you feel a little and I'll and I'll and I'll pitch it right now to you. Nobody gets that upset and nobody gets that fired up on the radio and says the things that they say if you can at least admit they don't care about the product they're putting out. Now you could you could argue that they've spent money on the wrong things and they have. They've missed, they've swung and missed on a couple contracts, but they've spent money. They have spent money. The Moustakis deal, right? That, that is spending money. Bad deal. Horrible deal. 
I'm sure he could have got a bone anchor for a lot less money than he spent on Moustakas. But that's not what happened. The other side, and yes, I get it, and I'm not trying to kill Homer Bailey, but they swung and missed on the Homer Bailey deal. They have swung and missed on when they've spent their money, which is the real crux of the problem when it comes to winning baseball in this town. However, the things that, that, that Phil complains about, like it or not, are true. It's just you would like your owner not to, not, to, not to use that as the excuse. Just because they're true doesn't mean you should use it as an excuse either, right? Like, there should be, and that's where your, your point and everyone else's point that doesn't like Phil, you know, when I say don't even like him, can't stand the comments he made, are accurate and true. You can't have an owner who's competing to try to p compete with all the other franchises out here openly complaining in saying, woe is me about the landscape that is Major League Baseball. It is what it is. You got to fight through it. You got to figure out a way. You don't need to go to every, and you know what? That's the part of where there's just a, and I hate to say this, but genuinely there's just a leadership difference and somebody that has built something from the ground up on their own and somebody that has been handed something in their life. Phil could be very, very intelligent, unbelievably smart, but he doesn't have the same grit as a guy that's built something from the ground up on his own. Steve Jobs and Phil will never have the same mindset in the same thought process ever because they don't have the same life experiences. So am I making excuses for Phil and what he said? A little bit. But what he said is somewhat true. The problem is he doesn't have the mindset right now. And maybe he does behind closed doors, but at least to the public, his mindset is as woe as me and let me complain about the landscape versus I don't really give a damn what the landscape is. I'm going to figure out a way to win. But the narrative they don't spend money, I don't think is true. And the narrative that, that this, this ownership group doesn't care, I don't think is true. I think when you have six winning seasons since 2004 or 2006, whenever they showed up, they have six winning seasons. Again, does it take luck to get into the playoffs sometimes? Sure. But I would say luck has nothing to do with the fact that the Reds have been one of the worst franchises since 2000. And that's objective. That's not, that's not hyperbole. That's not my opinion. It's factual. They have been one of the worst franchises since the Castellinis have taken over. They've had six winning seasons, and half of them are two games above 500, missing the playoffs. So I do have an issue with the Castellinis. Again, do I think deep down they care about the Reds and the city? Sure. I think, I, I think they wouldn't still be doing what they do if they didn't care a little bit. But at the end of the day, I, I, I think it would be fun to have an owner that – and again, small market, all the small market stuff Trey said is true. I, it's, it's hard to be a small market team, but you see what's happening with Tampa Bay, and they have literally no fans. No fans show up. I mean, I – that, that owner's still spending money and nobody cares. If our owners cared a little bit, I think you would see that with fan attendance. And maybe we wouldn't. Maybe, maybe Tom was right all along. Maybe Cincinnati's not a baseball town. With, with a night game having 7,000 people there in, in the middle of a playoff race. And that does suck. It's, it's probably hard as an owner to be like, why am I spending money on a team if 7,000 people are showing up because gas prices are high? But on Monday night... Bengals will draw 75,000 or 64,000. 
Tampa Tampa doesn't spend money though. To be fair, to be to be clear, right? They're not spending money. They're just they're just winning wisely. They're 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 spending money in the right places, and then on top of that, they go out and they 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 just find prospect after prospect after prospect, and it's just like a, it's very much like a, you know, for for lack of a for lack of a better term, they aren't going to have superstar players that are going to stay there. They're they're going to get rid of those. Yeah, they're going to lose them. Isn't he building a new stadium though? Well, I mean, I don't know what the crux of that argument would be because ultimately, really, what does that have to do with spending money on the players? Like, I, I that might be a that might be a Tampa thing. I don't know what the what the yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't know what I, the financials look like. That I mean, at the end of it all, I guess my point was like from a Reds perspective, it's just unfortunate because when they've spent money, they've missed. That's what stinks. They've they've spent money and they've missed. My, my, I guess my other point would be this: if the Reds would have, and this is all hypothetical, this is outside the ownership group, right? Like, you could make the case. Depends on how you look at it. If you want to give the Castellinis credit for hiring Nick Crawl, then you have to give them their discredit for hiring whoever the hell they hired when they went out and they decided to pay. They decided to pay Homer Bailey and they decided to pay uh, Moustakas. And they did get Castellanos on a good Dick deal Williams. as well. But and it, Dick Williams is fine. And I'm not trying to just say it's all Dick Williams' fault or anything like that. But my main point to you would be, how much does this franchise change if they don't blow the three-game set to the Giants, which is really not... Castellini's fault in a way. No, it's not, it and, was and, not and, his and fault. And secondarily to that, what happens if the ownership, and I say ownership, the front office decided they wanted to spend the money on Cueto instead of Homer Bailey? I And again, this is, I don't think even that changes anything. I Because I, the Reds don't win seasons. They have six winning seasons. So it, it, in t- almost 20 years of an ownership group, when you have significantly less than half of the years being losses, it's tough. It's tough, and I and I have a distrust in the Castellinis. And but this year has been a big step. They they're believing in their plan. You and Nick have been saying it all year long on Chatterbox Reds. They have a plan. They hired Nick Crawl. The prospect thing's working out. It's working out phenomenally. So if they're able to keep with this, and when Nick Crawl asks finally, hopefully this off season, to be like, you know what, Bob and Phil, I want you to spend a little bit, help the team out, then I'll believe it. And and, and the people complaining about the trade deadline. That was completely different. I, I, I don't know what people wanted at the deadline. If you want to say you wanted two veteran arms at that time for prospects, I disagree because people are trying to outbuy or uh, uh, oversell you. They're trying to get more money. They're trying to get more prospects. They're trying to get more players. It's, I, I would say trading at the deadline wouldn't have made a huge difference for this current team. Uh, I mean, there's there's a perfect team to look at. Well, look at the Baltimore Orioles. They were they were in the same Reds. situation as the Reds last year. They actually sold at the deadline, even though they had a chance at a playoff spot. And now this season, they got 101 wins because That's they fair. stayed the course, kept the prospects, built the farm. And now it's paying off. That's what that's what we're hoping for here in Cincinnati. And hopefully next year we'll start to reap the benefit of that. Can I ask you, though, what what do you believe it's possible do you believe it's possible for the Reds to have that kind of success? To win 100 games? Yeah. I do. Okay. If the pitching staff stays healthy, I do. That's 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 going to be the big question going into the next year. Obviously, this year, Graham Ashcraft got hurt. Nick Lodolo is out for the season. Hunter Green had injury problems this year. So, we'll see. I do think they need to add an arm, though. you got to get some kind of veteran. I would – kind of, I would add two veteran arms, yeah. and I'd add you need a couple relievers. We have seven starters fighting for five spots as well. Seven, but they're, but they're all young. So Correct. Yeah, so I'd you... I'd move a couple of them to the bullpen. I think Nick Lodolo should go to the bullpen. Uh, I don't know who else would go. Maybe um, um, 
uh, Brandon Williamson also to the bullpen. But Brandon Williamson's been good, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do next year. It's going to be fun. It's it's fun to be a Reds fan right now. It is. I just hope. And again, I'm a negative person. I'm a negative fan. I know this. To be fair to me, though, I would say there's been a lot of reasons. Just or there's there's a lot of justification for my reasoning. I think <laughs> you look at the Reds over the past 20 years. Yeah, no, I mean, they've given me nothing. That's fair. I, I think the over under next year for the Cincinnati Reds is probably going to be around 80. 83 wins, something like that. Really? Yeah, because I think here's the thing. Um, uh, the, the, these are the things that we don't want to talk about if we're a Reds fan, right? The, these are the these are the situations where, if as a Reds fan, you don't want to have the concept or the idea that Matt McLean might not be a 3.2 WAR player, the same type of player that is that is uh, basically uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. type stuff, uh, Mookie Betts type stuff. Like that's how good he played this year. Is he going to regress a little bit? Probably. Um, will Ellie will Ellie become a better player? You'd like to hope and believe that. Is Spencer Steer the kind of player that you got all year long this year? I don't know. These are things that we just don't know. Will Benson was excellent for a few months. Is he is he going to be the guy that shows up like he was in the back half of the year or the first few weeks of the season? These are all things that we really don't 100% know the answer to. We can be excited about it because if they all go in the direction of the Reds, they can win 100 games. They can. But I would also say... The chances of winning 12 straight games again, like they did this year, is not really going to be that all that high. So you're you're in a situation where, again, not to sit here and 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 bow down to the analytics and say, hey, look at the run differential and look at the expected win loss record of what the Reds were. I think it's reasonable to say, as a Reds fan, we probably overachieved a little bit based off what we did. We won I don't, some I don't know that. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, the way the season started, who we had out there at the beginning of the year, what's Say we had this roster up here the whole year, I bet we get five or six more wins. I mean, we were throwing you 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 showed the Oakland roster on that Sunday. I mean, we oh, had bad. we had like two major league baseball players in the lineup. We pretty much just threw that game, and there were multiple. We we got we got swept against the Pirates in a four game series in April, when we got we're running Jason Vossler and Jose Barrero and uh, Will Myers out there every day. So I, I don't know. I mean, they did go on a twelve game win streak, but I think they picked up more wins in April. Maybe. That's a good point. I mean, that, that's an excellent point. I, I just think that it's – if I had to guess, um, I think it's going to be like 83, 84 wins is the over-under. And I hope that's not the case. Hell, if, they, if, if Vegas comes out with over-under on the Cincinnati Reds at like 88 wins or something crazy like that, 87 wins, then you know – then you know what, what, what obviously the desert believes in these prospects. We'll find out. I mean – We'll find out. We'll find out together. But certainly, I get the sentiment that's been echoed inside the chat. It is very much this city's dying for what we seen last night, right? You see what happened in Philadelphia, and you're just like, can we get that? Just, I don't know, ever. I thought Reed Mouse had an interesting chat earlier for all the Nick Castellanos stands. <clears throat> the Reds' three outfielders this year all had higher wars than Nick Castellanos did this year. That's fair. That's another point. <clears throat> I mean, that's another point I disagree with. I. <clears throat> Not that point. It's just statistically true. <clears throat> Nick Castellanos was great for the city. The fans loved him. They adored him. He was a very good player. The Reds openly didn't talk to his representation. They didn't talk to his agent. They, they didn't receive a phone call. If you, if you don't want to sign Nick Castellanos, that's your prerogative. It, he's a lot of money. He costs a lot of money. I don't know what you're going to get in return from Nick Castellanos. You're going to get a solid player. But he's not—he's he's a poor defender. He's Jonathan India-type level defender. But he produces at the plate. That's what you'd be getting. 
So is he worth $100-plus million over the course of a couple of years? Probably not. But to not have the phone call with him, I think that's terrible. And Nick Castellanos said in an interview, and really when all the, when all the tanking – that's, yeah, that's, that's fair, fair, right? Tanking. When all the tanking started, when they shipped everybody out, you saw the quotes from like Kyle Farmer and Sonny Gray. Nobody wants to leave Cincinnati. Everybody wants to be here. Everybody that comes through Cincinnati wants to stay forever. The way the, 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 way the front office has worked – the way the, the market is for a small market team in Cincinnati doesn't work that way. But everybody who comes through here loves it. Nick Castellanos wanted to stay. Winker wanted This was Winker's home. This was Eugenio Suarez's home. Sonny Gray loved it. Kyle Farmer loved it. Everybody loved it. Wade Miley loved it. But it's just not how, it's just not how it works in a small market team, and I think that's a shame. Should they, have, should they have at least had a conversation with Castellanos? Yes. But the conversation at the end of it all, does it really matter? No. Doesn't matter anymore. Nope. Well, it doesn't matter. Period. If you have a conversation with the guy, you said you're not going to be able to bring him back. Then, then what's it really matter if you have? We a can't pay you 100 million dollars. I mean, that's that would have been the conversation. I mean, what did he end up getting from the Phillies? He got it was 100 plus million. I don't yeah, know what it was. Over how many years? Well, it was like four or five years. Yeah. So five years, 100 million. Is that right? Five years, 100 million. So that's 20 a year. 20 a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not happening. That's not happening. And, and, and rightfully so. Would it have made a difference? I don't know. The answer is, listen, fans are fans. They're going to love certain players, and they're going to want to make sure that they stay as long as they can. We got people out here, and, and, and with all due respect, I don't mean to be rude about it. I, I, I hate doing this because it always means like you're tearing your own guys down. But we have to, to, to put in perspective, to put in perspective, okay, how ridiculous a fan base can get when they fall in love with somebody. Their emotions take over, yes. And when it's not your money, then who cares? That's a great point that Reed's always said about the Chicago Cubs. You know, we always make fun of the fact that uh, Jason Hayward would got paid a bootload, you know, a boatload of money, and, and he was he was worth he was worth as much as Mike Mustakas was worth. Nothing. But if it's not your money, then you don't really care, do you? Who cares? I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal. They paid. Talion or whatever, $80 million. He's been terrible as well. Who cares? If you got the money, who cares? You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't really affect you all that much. The point of it is that I seen yesterday there was people out here suggesting they should bring Joey Votto back and trade Matt McClain. That was a real, that was a real tweet I seen. That's what fans can do, right? You can get overly emotional about certain things, and it's, and it's hard to keep things in perspective um, of what you should and shouldn't do from a franchise. I'm going to shift gears here for just a second because I looked at the Bengals schedule yesterday and Elliot thinks this is a bit, it's really not a bit. It's something I thought about and I was like, you know what? This would take some outside the box thinking. This would take some guts. This would take, this would take somebody with a, with, with a lot of fortitude to do. So, it, so it's probably not going to happen, to be honest. Um, but as I looked through the Bengals schedule, I thought to myself, you know what? Burrow gives this team the best chance to win is what every single person in the, in that, in that, coaching staff, or as I said before, the front office of, of uh, Paycor Stadium has said. We're in a position now where the Bengals play two games that I would suggest are more winnable than the games following the bye, right? You have, you have a game against the Cardinals. You have a game then following next week against the Seahawks. You have a bye. You come back. You play the San Francisco 49ers. And then you turn right around and you have to play the Buffalo Bills. Is it wild to suggest, and this is what I'm going to say and suggest, is if Joe Burrow's not 100% 
whatever term that is, or as close to 100% as he thinks he can ever get. Is it wild to suggest that you're in a position where you have two games that many would say the Bengals are favored, right? He plays against Arizona. He then turns around and he plays against Seattle. If, now hear me out, if the Bengals were to win those two games and Joe Burrow still did not look like himself, is it crazy to say that then at that point I would try to give him a three weeks rest? I'd give him the bye weeks rest. I'd let him sit against San Francisco to protect him against that defense. And then I would do the same thing against the Bills. I know what everyone's going to tell me. Trace, you're going to lose those games. You can't possibly win with Jake Browning as your quarterback against the 49ers and the Bills. That's fine. I'm suggesting you might not win them anyway. You, 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 you probably, let me rephrase that. You probably aren't going to win them anyways. So let him come back after three weeks worth of rest with a, with a two games below 500 record with every bit of a chance to win the division from there moving forward. You got the rest of your division games on the back end. Is that crazy to think? Now, I know the there, there's always the hypotheticals everyone's going to tell me about. Well, you're not even for sure if he's going to be healthy after those three weeks. Can we at least admit? Can we at least admit? Do you have the gumption to admit that the chances of Joe re-aggravating or having some issues against the 49ers and the Bills are a little bit higher than the next two weeks? Maybe the Seahawks, you could convince me otherwise. They had 11 sacks, but again, I... I, I, I mean, sometimes you got to take that with a grain of salt in the NFL because remember the Titans? Everyone's probably this week talking about how good the Titans looked against the, against the, uh, the Bengals. But the week before that, they looked terrible against the Browns. Is that crazy? You think that's a bit? I'm being serious, Elliot. No, it's not a bit. I mean, it's not a bit. I, if you're going to do it, I guess you could do it that way, and I wouldn't hate it. But, I, I mean, the Bills and the 49ers, at some point you have to try to win games. Bills and the 49ers, if you're going to openly tank those two games, you can somewhat talk me into it. You can somewhat talk me into it. I, but I, I would say, are, the, are both those games primetime or just the Bills? Bills is just the only primetime, Casey? So, San Francisco is a 4.30 game on Sunday. Okay. Bills is a, the Sunday night game. And, and, and the Bills game would be at home, which, which would suck. If they were both on the road... I, I would buy into it, honestly, because I think if they're both on the road, they're both away. But when you're trying to show out in front of your home fans, it's tough to be like, here's Jake Browning. A.J. McCarron might be ready by that point. If A.J. McCarron's ready, then you can talk me into A.J. McCarron. But, I would argue A.J. McCarron would be ready by that point, right? I mean, he has to be. He has to be. I mean, that would be – That's over a month that's, away. That, that's a yeah. month away. If, a, if, you, if A.J. McCarron ready, is ready and he knows the offense, you can talk me into A.J. McCarron. And I think your plan would would I don't know if it would work, but it would certainly be a plan. Yeah. Joe Burrow, they said he's not even on the injury report anymore, right? He's just yeah. Reports were he, he was moving around good at practice yesterday. Yeah, I mean he, I don't believe that at all. But I, I, I that was the report. I do. I've seen it, but that's it's not really the. For me, I think it's more of his mental game at this point. All honesty, I think it's a mental hurdle for Burrow. I mean. The dude is just not aware of the pocket collapsing. He's not making those small adjustments 
I don't think it's anything physical with them at all any, anymore at this point. I've watched the film now for hours. I've watched Caskey. I've watched other people break it down. It's a team issue, man. It is 100%. Receivers just not getting open. The line just being terrible. I mean, Burrow's been bad. It, Burrow's been bad, but I He's don't think— He's one for 22 on passes longer than 15 Right, yards. but I, I'm just saying that part of it is because, mostly because, I would say— the line is not giving him any time. The receivers aren't getting open. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jamar Chase said. He's always open? Well, <laughs> he's got nothing coming, if you ask me. But, I mean, it's not, it's not just him either, though, right? Like, I'm talking about Tyler Boyd. You can't, you can't drop a deep pass like that when you need something. Like, there's just a lot that happened that I think we need some perspective on. And – Yes, bro's played bad, but I wouldn't say the accuracy has been the issue. The issue has just been him being a mobile quarterback. I don't, well, I don't. I mean, one for twenty, one for twenty-two for fifteen yards. That's yeah. Not but being we'll a mobile have some perspective on. I mean, like if you're got a guy in your face, 60 percent of those times. Sure, and then all, the they, other times that T. Higgins is dropping the ball. I mean, like, come on. Of course, they, it's I, one. It's for It's true. 22. They all. I mean, they all correlate a little bit. But one one for twenty two for fifteen yards. That's not a random statistic. That's not an unlucky. You're not unlucky when you're one for twenty two from fifteen yards out. Uh, you're just being. You're a bad quarterback. Drew Garrison has a chat. The videos of him moving well alone do nothing for me. We've seen those. Post a video with Trey Hendrickson's running at him. Um, that's fair. I, and I tend to agree. And I tend to agree with him. If I'm going to be honest with you. I, I Joe Burrow can say he's fine until the sun com, comes home. He said he was fine before the Titans game. He says he feels great right now. And until I see it, you can't believe him. Seeing is believing, despite what the movie Polar Express had to say. <laughs> I don't believe the coaches anymore. I actually, I actually think that they're they're putting on a face. I know that sounds crazy to say, and I think I do. I do think that Zach Taylor and uh, Callahan have decided that you know what, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play dumb and we're gonna just act like everything's perfectly fine. And they're gonna come up with, and I, I maybe I'll I'll be looking like an idiot here come Sunday, but. I actually think they're going to come up with a different game plan. I really do. I think that's just a that's a facade. That's an easy thing to say. You can just say, "Oh, we got to execute better. Got to do this, that, and the other." They know they, they're, they're they're too smart of football coaches. Like they just can't possibly believe that they're going to continue to do the same thing over and over again, and it's going to fix itself. There's no way. You see, I, I really don't believe see, that. I really think this right. week they're going to do some things differently. You they seem, have to. You seem more confident in the Bengals than anybody in the city. I, I because I actually but listen. There's this, there's this part of me that believes that their division is winnable still. And if they find themselves on the winning end of the next two weeks, I think they can, they're, they're still right in it. They're still right in it. Because of, because of, I'm still banking on, to be fair, I'm banking on something that's not provable. I'm banking on the fact that, that Lamar Jackson's going to miss four or five, six weeks at some point in this season. If that happens, they have a chance. If it Even doesn't if happen... Then guess what? The Ravens if, are probably winning this division. The Ravens are still beatable, though. Even if Lamar yeah. Jackson plays, I mean, they're a beatable team. The coach just did it. Like, I mean, the Ravens improved. Even what, even last year, before Lamar got hurt, they started losing some games that they shouldn't have lost, or they were in tight games against yeah. bad teams. Yep, you're right. And they have a lot of injuries too. Not just Lamar Jackson. I think they got a lot of injuries on their defense. They lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. They're they're a banged up team, so they could easily. Falter system like like the Cowboys. Look at the Cowboys. They should be four and zero. They're not. They're three and one because they lost to the Cardinals. So yeah, and it's the NFL. I would say like 
I'm not trying to defend Joe Burrow. I think there is something wrong there still. Like I said, I think it's mental. I don't think it's a physical issue. But the rest of the team is also – like we can't just be like, well, when Joe Burrow gets healthy, this team is better. Like, no, that's not the case. Like the whole team needs to get better. Like the whole team needs to get better. That's fair. It's really bad. The defense has been atrocious. The, the defense yeah. has been one of the worst parts of the team this year. I, I T. Higgins is now hurt, so you now lo- lose a premier option for Joe Burrow to throw to. He, who, quite frankly, he really hasn't used this season. Um, he had the one game against Baltimore, and he dropped a lot of passes against the Rams. Other than that, he's, it's been a no-show. If, if the Bengals want to do anything, it's you're going to have to beat one Arizona. And They're I going th- to. You, are you, what are you willing to stake on that? I'm willing to stake right now, for all of you folks that are in the gutter, the Bengals are going to be 500 going into the bye. They're going, 500 be, they're, going to be 500, they're going to be 500 going into the bye. They're 1-3 right now. They'll yep. be 3-3 three, three three going into the bye. They're not going to beat the 49ers under any circumstance right now unless things change dramatically. They're just not. They're not, they're not going to beat the 49ers. And I would say it would be a tough drag them out, duke it out type game against the Bills. And that's where I just go back to this idea of you're going to gamble again. And this all comes down to how Joe looks. You, Joe, if Joe looks relatively pretty competent the next two weeks, then you know what? You ride it out. You play it out. You let it go. But if he looks as bad as he's looked and you find a way to win a sloppy game like you did against the Rams in back-to-back weeks, that's where I'm just saying I don't think it's out of the question to say, you know what? We got to do something. Like this guy is not right. You got to give him some kind of rest. And maybe it's a mental rest. I don't know what it is. And, and, and you know what? The mental thing, the psychological part of all of this, is something that none of us can quantify. And it's the one thing that's outside of all of our control and, and, and being able to, quote unquote, rest fixed. If it is psychological, which Casey, you might be very much right. Like it, it, Elliot brought it up the other day. Sometimes when you get hurt, it takes a little while to, to psychologically get over the fact that you can do the things that you used to do. But right now, that's not what it looks like. I, I'll put, I don't want to say I would put my, my, my savings on it, but I really do believe right now I would be shocked if the Bengals are not 500 going into the bye. And, and all of the Bengal fans at that point are going to think it's right back to last year. And I'm, not, I'm, saying, I'm saying then, not so fast though. I'm not believing that the Bengals are going to rattle off 10 straight like they did last year. I'm just saying that I don't think the season is dead as we sit here under any circumstance. Let me ask you this. Both the teams coming up, Seahawks and uh, Cardinals, they're both beatable. If they score, if they, if they use the same method, they score 19 against the Cardinals, they score 17 against the Seahawks. They win the first one 19-10, win the next one 17-7. Offense still looks abysmal. Uh, defense shows you a little bit. Are you confident then? Are you still confident at that point, 3-3, heading into the bye? Are you saying this team, all right, this team's, this team's all okay, we're going to be fine? Yeah, because there's only one thing you have to fix at that point, right? What? Like, well, that would be the offense. That's a, big, that's a big Yeah, it is. It is, but, I mean, that's where we're at now. Like, would you, I guess I'll ask you the question. Would you rather have, and this is where this whole thing gets hilarious, and we can do sports talk all day on it. Genuinely, I think as a Bengal fans, I would rather see my defense get back on track. I would rather see the special teams look like they're competent. Right, and I would like to see my football team be as well-rounded as possible without their quarterback playing well, than to have Joe Burrow go out and throw for 350 yards 
and then all of a sudden the defense gets slashed and slashed and slashed again because then you got a real problem. Yeah. Then you then you got then you got something that you can't fix in one week because yep. Joe Burrow at any moment if he comes back the next week and is the Joe Burrow of old, then you're right back on track. If the defense isn't what you thought it was or the defense isn't what it has been in the past, then you got a whole other ball of wax that you just can't fix. You can't fix that. That's my argument. That's fair. That's I, fair. I agree with you on that. I think I would be very nervous if these next two weeks, the Bengals defense, like if they give up more than 23 points to Arizona, I'm going to be nervous. They give up more than 28 to Seattle, I'm going to be a nervous wreck for the rest of the season. I mean, especially if it comes from the ground game, because we want to sit here and talk like, oh, Von Bell and Jesse Bates are the reason why this team is looking bad. No, it's the guys that have been here for a while that are struggling. The front seven looks awful right now. I mean, we're giving up 150 yards a game on the ground. That's not good. That's got to get fixed. I wonder, I wonder if <laughs> Arizona's got a pretty decent ground game. So I think ten, this week is going to be a good test. Seattle also has a really good offense. If the defense doesn't look near what it was last year, I think I'm still hitting the panic button, even if Joe Burrow looks healthy, even if he's playing great. Do you, do you guys not feel as if, though, that this Bengals team as a whole might be just pressing? I mean, I, that's, the other, that's the other counter argument I would make about this as well is like, yes, things are going bad, but it kind of just feels like, it kind of feels like maybe there's, 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 I don't want to say trying too hard, but you're starting to press. The defense is starting to try to do things. They're starting to realize the defense is starting to feel like they have to do something that they haven't done in the past, which is, which is, yeah. which is well, basically try to force turnovers. Well, they not are just doing let, that, yeah. not let torn, not let turnovers just come naturally based off of the way you've played in the past. You're trying to blitz more. You're, you're basically trying to in any which way you can to spark the offense with a turnover. And then football just doesn't work like that, right? It's like the same way with, an, with every other sport, if you will. It's almost, it kind of reminds me of a situation to where, again, when things are going bad at times, it affects the entire team, not just one side of the ball. And right now, the defense feels as if if they give up two touchdowns in a game, the offense isn't coming to bail them out anymore. Whereas in the past, no matter what happened with the Bengals, you always felt like you were ha you had a puncher's chance, right? And maybe it was the game in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs that sparked that for, for, for the entire rest of the next season to where it's like, you know what? Let's just keep playing. Let's keep fighting. Let's not start pointing fingers. And I don't think they've pointed fingers quite yet, if we're being honest. But I just think, as down as this fan base is right now, and it's been bad. I'm not saying it hasn't. I think that it can get back on track. And, and, and they have the opponents, if you will. And I'm not saying the Cardinals are bad. I'm not saying the Seahawks are terrible. Of course I'm not. But again, these are two winnable games. They're two winnable games. Like it or not, they are. You're not playing. Again, if you were playing the 49ers this week and then you had to turn around and play the Cowboys or the Eagles or you know, you know all the teams at the top of the league, the Bills, the, the Dolphins maybe. Um, then I would be a little concerned as a Bengal fan because then it starts to spiral. But these next two games, I think they're 3-3 three and three going into the bye, and there's some confidence back in the building. And then at that point, you have to ask your question, is Joe Burrow back or not? And if he's not, maybe you don't punt on, on, the, on the Bills game at home for what you said. You don't want to have a home playoff game – or a home playoff – a home primetime game and have A.J. McCarron running out there. 
But I'm also not opposed to the idea of sitting Joe Burrow on the road against the 49ers under any circumstance. That's fair. And if, if you have that mindset, if you have – I mean, even I would even start it at the Seahawks. I want to be honest with you. I'd, I'd go Seahawks by 49ers back for Buffalo. Buffalo Is Buffalo on a Monday night? No, it's Sunday night. It is Sunday night. Okay, well, it's still a longer, it's still a longer stretch there. So I, that, would be, that would be my plan. If you're going to do that, you have to be there for the home game, I guess. Well, is Seahawks home too? I guess Seattle's at home. Seattle's at home. Okay, then never mind. So that, that's, that strategy is done. So I, it, it, you're going to have to bench him at some point if you're going to bench him. If, if you're going to bench him for, because he's not, if, he, if, he's, if he's still bad against Arizona, you're going to have to bench him. You have to. Zach Taylor can't scoff at these questions anymore. You have to. If he's 15 for 30, 145 yards in a pick, gotta, you got you to bench him. you got to do something. So this is a test for Joe Burrow. This is a test for Zach Taylor. This, this week is a big game. This is, this, right now, every game, is the, we, did this, we did this joke for the Reds. Every series is the biggest series of the year. Right now, every game is the biggest game of the year. The Cardinals might as well be the Super Bowl. Because if you, if you lose this, if Joe Burrow no-shows, if everybody no-shows and you lose to Arizona, I, I, you can't come back from this. I don't think you can. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Elliot. I think in, in the scenario of us going 3-3 three and three into the bye – and then losing the next two games being three and five, that is totally manageable for us to just rattle off and sneak into the playoffs. I don't think we win the AFC North by any stretch of the imagination, but you just look at what that leads into. I mean, you get Houston, that's winnable. You play Baltimore, we play them pretty close just week two. Pittsburgh has been playing awful. Jacksonville doesn't look anything like anyone predicted. Indianapolis little surprise, but that's still winnable too. Minnesota, terrible. Pittsburgh, terrible. Then you play Kansas City and Cleveland to round out the season. I, and there is, to Trace's point, I do think there is a chance to win this division still. I don't think the division's out of the question. No, I don't think it is either. I think the Browns are the Browns, I, as much as you want to say that and laugh. Deshaun Watson has not been what he was with the Texans. Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb is gone. Jerome Ford has not looked like a good running back I'm, the past two weeks. He has not. So, and they're, I think they're doing more of like a committee thing with Kareem Hunt and a couple other guys. It's just not working right now for Cleveland. Um, Baltimore is banged up, and I do think Baltimore is a little bit fraudulent. I think Baltimore could be a Super Bowl champion this year, but I also think Baltimore can miss the playoffs, which is as crazy as that is. Baltimore is just a wild team to me, man. They, they lose to the Colts at home. The Colts didn't have a quarterback. It was an easy win. Lose it. And I know, I know it's any given Sunday. But the, the NFC North is not some juggernaut. I, it, Reed said at the beginning of the year, like, all teams would be compet- competing for the, for the playoffs. No, 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 no. It, I, I would say there's going to be two teams that make it from the NFC – or AFC North, excuse me. What will, what will the record be of the AFC North champions? That's a good question. It, it, I want to say – honestly, I want to say it's 10 wins. I want to say it's 10 and 7. I agree. I think, I about, I think about 10 and 7 and get it done. I think 10 and 7. I think right, as of right now, I would predict this, the Baltimore Ravens to win the division at 10 and 7. Bengals finish with nine wins. Browns uh, eight and eight and nine, right? That would be right. Yep. And then the Steelers dead. Steelers would have their first losing season under Mike Tomlin this year. Just to be the contrarian, I think 11 and 6 gets it done. But again, in the scenario that Trace laid out, I think 10 and 7 gets you in the playoffs, wild card. So, I think ten wins. I don't want to say has to get you in the playoffs, but I would be shocked if it didn't. I mean, that ten wins has to get you in the playoffs, right? As a wild card, otherwise, I mean, that would require yeah. there there to be how many teams having eleven wins? 
um, yeah, in order for you not to make it. Ten, ten, ten gets you in. Nine's always the iffy. Depends on tiebreakers and things like that. But um, that seventh team in the playoffs has made a huge difference on getting teams in. I, like that one year that we were talking about with uh, the Patriots one day here in the office when they went eleven and five when Brady didn't play. They didn't make the playoffs that year, which is crazy to think that an eleven and five football team didn't make the playoffs. But now that they've added that seventh team. A nine and eight record could potentially get it done, but it's probably going to be it's probably going to come down to a tiebreaker or something at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you have to look at the schedule too and think to yourself which teams uh, which teams will there be head to head matchups on the opportunity of tiebreakers uh, for the AFC. All right, we got to the point of the show now where uh, where we do what you know what we do we do eleven uh, locals at eleven, and then uh, after that we're going to do the stink list. I don't know what Casey has up his sleeve for the stink list. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Who knows who he has? My, I'm, I'm be willing to bet, though, that if I had to guess, he's probably going to have the Browns in nauseating. And they'll probably stay there unless they win the AFC North. All right. Uh, it's that time of the show. We're going to send it over to the weatherman, and uh, hopefully this time he can, he can grace you with something that's actually relatively informative. Well, hey, 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 no information here. This is a bum weather service program. I am your bum host, Elliot. Uh, today, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be sunny. Uh, it could go either way. I've been hearing hurricane-like conditions are going to blow in here around 4 o'clock. Have your umbrella. Uh, but as of right... Oh, thank you, Casey. Casey's got a phone. Uh, and again, every one of you can do this right now. Tonight, it's, it's going to come 5 o'clock. You're going to get your popcorn out. You're going, to sit on, you're going to sit on the couch with all your family members and you're going to say, hmm, let's watch the local news. Let's do it. What are we going to find out today? Who got murdered? Who got thieved upon? That's what you'll find out tonight in the local news. Uh, and then you'll also find out about the weather. But you can do the weather thing right now. Uh, it does say there's a, there's a chance of rain. I don't tend to believe this. So I'm actually, Casey, put up the graphic. Put up the graphic that we have. Uh, I think there's no rain. This is, uh, this, is, this is me gambling on this weather. I'm going to say sunshine. Sunshine today. I know what everybody, the other local news people are going to say weather or uh, rain, bad weather, rain. I'm going to say there's going to be sunshine. One of us has to be right. That's the thing. Now you can bet on those, some of these other local meteorologists, but you listen to me. I have positive vibes. I know I'm a negative fan. I'm a positive fan when it comes to the weather because I love it. That's why I got into the meteorologist profession. That's why I'm a meteorologist and that's why I went to school for it. Uh, it's going to be sunshine all day today uh, with a chance of heavy rain, <laughs> with a chance of brutally heavy torrential downpours at 4 o'clock. But for the most part, sunny and 80. Chip, back to you. You know, our weatherman always wants to disparage the local news, and I must admit that I think that it's, really, it's a really good news service. You know why? Because they tell you how not to waste your money. Those are the things that they tell you. How yeah, well, to why do don't you it? give it right back to me? All right. Why don't you give it right back to me? They tell you not to waste your money, but they'll run a 15-minute Viagra ad. So we can talk about that all day long, but I, I mean, I have better things to do with my time. I mean, I'll go home. I'll take a nap. I'll, I'll maybe bathe in the bath. I'll go to the, I'll, I'll have a shower. My father and my mother, they built a hot tub at our house. I know people make fun of me because I live at home still. That's, listen, the meteorology game, it takes time. It takes time to accrue money in the meteorology game. Right now, I'm at the beginning tier of meteorology. When I get to the top tier, when I predict 10 consecutive weather forecasts, which I believe I've done, if I'm going to be honest with you, I believe I've done that. But if I keep doing that, I'll make the big bucks, and I'll, I, I want to deal with that. So don't listen. They don't know how to run their money. They don't have to do any of that. You're going to hear three things in the local news tonight. Murders, weather, commercials. That's it. 
That's all you'll hear, but you can tune in. Feel free. If you want to tune in tonight, feel free. But right now, I'm going to tell you, sunshine all day, except for the brief chance of torrential downpour, hurricane-like conditions at uh, 4 o'clock. Fair enough. All right. Four, chip, chip. 4 o'clock. Back to you. 4 o'clock. Make sure that you uh, get your umbrella ready. All right, we have a couple uh, advertisers that support this show, and by uh, by support it, I mean they they lift us all up and they let us pay our bills, and uh, we really want to support them by giving you the best ad reads that there are in the game. And as always, I'm going to shout out United Dairy Farmers. Um, as you know, what a what a traditional cup. You see this cup, right? And it's it's hard to see because the bright lights here. I'll put it down here because uh, the studio lights kind of kind of faded out, but. Does anybody make a better uh, malt beverage and like milkshake than UDF? The answer is no. The answer is no. On these hot summer days, and by summer I mean fall now, uh, what a better way than to go get you a milkshake? So you know, hey. Also, I also want to tell you, if you ever, uh, you know, if you ever go to United Dairy Farmers, you get something, take a little, uh, take a little picture of uh, of the cup or something like that. Shoot us, a, shoot us a message on the old X.com app or whatever, whatever social media service you like to use. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe we start giving out prizes for for random uh, for random sponsorship supporters. Seems like something we should do around here. There's a lot of things we should do around here. Hopefully, when Tom comes back, we'll start to do them instead of talking about them. We'll find out. All right, Casey, let him know. Hey, hey, hey! Your local ad reader here. At I don't like this bit at all. I gotta tell you about the Bengals report by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies. Provides IT solutions for a data-centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing modules to improve efficiency and productivity. 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 Hmm. Visit Encore.tech to path to innovation begins. Productivity. Good one. And here I got Pawnee water. Let me tell you, I really need some of this Pawnee water right now in my life. I'm just parched. Mm. Do you hear that? Elliot needs taste some. of the best tasting Elliot water needs. in the world. Pawnee water it's made right here in Hamilton, away. Ohio. Uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that other brands use. You can visit Pawnee Water at P-A-H-H-N-I water.com to see where you can buy this great tasting water. For me, it's the pH level. It's an eight. It's not a seven. It's not a nine. It's an eight. And that leads to superior hydration. Elliot, what do you like about this water? It's a good question, Casey. For me, it's really about the smoothness. When I, when I think about the water, it's so smooth. It's so fresh. It goes down the gullet nice and easy. Uh, it goes through the esophagus down to what I appear to be, what I think is the large intestine, uh, where the stomach will then secrete that and use it for energy. Uh, I saw Trace laughing, and it broke my character there. I was, I was going to go on another rant about science, but that's okay. Uh, it's a great-tasting water. It's smooth. It goes down easy. It's my favorite thing to drink. I, in fact, tonight, I might get all of the Pawnee water in this studio, which is a lot. There's a lot of it here. I might dump it in the bathtub, and I might take a bath in it because it's that pure. It, it, it is that brilliant, and that's what I might do tonight. Pawnee water, perhaps the greatest water. No, not perhaps. Pawnee water is the greatest water known to man. I'm glad that they could teach you all the scientific things and the uh, the uh, all the body body parts and how they they uh, they are effectively used by our by our brain at Elder, but you don't know what a Phillips screwdriver is. Um, Excuse me. 
You heard what I said. I, 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 Casey asked me that question, and I knew what it was. I just didn't know where you guys store them. So right. I had to go back back there by the bathrooms and find one like on the ground by the spiders. Right. So excuse me if I didn't know where the where the Phillips head screwdrivers were. Right off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly uh, all the other things that uh, that cracked me up about Elliot not knowing uh, certain things in life, and that are just you know, hey, we'll 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 continue to teach him. We'll bring him along. You know, those public school educated folks like ourselves in here. Um, you know, we'll have to keep teaching him things. So. I guess. All right, uh, let's get to Casey's stink list because I'm sure there's going to be uh, there's going to be something that I'm sure we don't agree with. Hopefully, there's not too many bits in this because I think the best part of this is it's just uh, it's it's actually what Casey believes. See, when we first started doing this, Casey believed all these things, and believe it or not, many people thought that he was just trying to be funny, but he wasn't. He was just being himself. We'll see if he continues to do that and see how he can justify whatever list he comes up with. Run the clip, Casey. Yeah, uh, no no audio for this just yet. I haven't come up with any uh, soundtrack for it. I'm just doing some last second Let me start with what? <laughs> Good one. Good one. I like that one a lot. Do you get it? Because so, it was a dumpster. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Smelly. We get to see you while you do it. That's even better. Nice yeah, job, Casey. Is, I, Let's go, Casey. Let's go, Casey. Good job, Casey. I love it. Well, let's just get this right off the bat here. Exquisite. Man, the Cardinals, they might be the best damn team in the whole NFL right now. The Bengals <laughs> can beat them. Like, oh, they're all the way back, right? So, and then we got the 49ers and the Bills. They're just right behind the Cardinals. I think uh, those two are Super Bowl contenders, but they got nothing against the Cardinals. Don't, don't worry about the 49ers beating them like 15 to 30 <laughs> last week. That, that was just a mistake. That, that, they were just off their game. The Eagles, they uh, took a step back a little bit. They're, they're just not exquisite anymore. They're, they're, they're just a little off their game. I think the coordinators, uh, them leaving, has a lot to do with that. Uh, you know, odorless, we got the Rams and Seahawks. I think those two teams, like to me, they, they're, they're like neck and neck as, as teams are uh, in terms of playoff potential teams. And then, you know, just pretty much the whole rest of the league just stinks. You know, you got the Ravens, the Birds. The Birds stink. Ravens just stink. And then the Chargers, they just can't ever win a meaningful game in their life. Uh, the Colts, they're still figuring out their quarterback situation, whether or not that's going to work out with Anthony Richardson. He keeps getting hurt, so you never know with them. Uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans, though, I kind of like what they're doing, but they went from nauseating to stink. I mean, that, that's a pretty big jump in all just honesty. Just to be clear, Ravens stink. They're 3-1? and one. Yeah, they stink. Okay. Yeah, they just stink. All right, just they they, they just really stink. And then let, let's get to the the Dallas Cowboys. Like until they get rid of Dak Prescott, they just, I mean, they just stink. They they stench. They they got a nasty stench, and they just been stinky for a long time. So that's why they're in the stench because they just marinate in the stink. And you know, just to 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 you go even further on that, I was wrong about the Packers. I thought that they were a little bit better. They stink really bad. Uh, real quick, real, real quick, I just wanted to double check again, Casey. You yeah. said the Cowboys are in the stench. Yeah. They're three and one with a plus eighty-three point differential. Correct. Correct. Okay, I just wanted. To I mean, they 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 lost to the Super Bowl contending Cardinals. So That's maybe, right. Maybe maybe I'm being a little harsh. That's maybe right. I'm being a little harsh. <laughs> but right. I I just you know when you got Dak Prescott and anytime he's in the red zone he throws a pick or fumbles the ball it's really tough it's really tough man I can't can't move you out of this out of the stench. And then we go to the you know the nauseating category. Pretty much everyone in the AFC North is just 
pretty bad right now. I grouped them all together, Pittsburgh, Browns, Bengals. But, you know, <laughs> Bengals right now, they're just in a really bad, tough spot. I'd hate for them to just get whooped by the Cardinals. That would be miserable. Um, I, I, I think that they'll have a pretty good game plan going into this one, but I'm really nervous because Cardinals are a really good football team. And then, uh, yeah, the Bears, I've said this time and time again, they're the worst team in the NFL, and I think that might be the worst team I've ever seen. Grace, the NFL fields. Um, yeah, anyone got any thoughts on this? Uh, I only got one problem with the list. I mean, how do you not slide the 49ers and Bills over a little bit and put the Seahawks up there so you got the Bengals' next four opponents up top? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, the Bengals get through that stretch. Well, no, but that would be true. true. Yeah, Sean, that would be, Sean, you don't get it. That would be compromising the list. Yeah, I mean, I would never, I would never risk the integrity of this list to, to, to get the Bengals back on track. I would never do such a thing. Never do such a thing. But to be clear, Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. Yes, to be very clear. They are 100% the best team in the NFL. I just want to double check there. Josh Dobbs is. A fantastic quarterback. I think that's a great list. Yeah, I think that's a great list. Everett's saying this uh, this list is the new wheel of lunch. Um, Let's bring back the wheel of lunch today. We haven't done that in, in a year. Let's do that since Quitter Paul. I think Quitter Paul had the last wheel of lunch, so we'll we'll, we'll bring that back today too at some point at the end. Sure. Because sure. we ne- we haven't done the wheel of lunch with Trace and Sean in here. I think I, I think to get there in case we were just putting the worst options on there today. The worst? Yeah, the very like Sonic will be have like three spots on there. No. Yeah, no, it will. No. Yeah, no, it luckily will. I won't be taking part. In yeah, you will. No. That's that's the best part of the wheel is that you have to. That's the best part about the wheel. No. No. In fact, is there anybody that has a a, a huge discrepancy between you wanna have fun for just a half a second? Now now uh, of course Natty Ron's gonna be on our tail here in about two minutes once we do this little segment. He's gonna tell us sports, sports, sports. But is there anybody in the history of television that has shown a commercial to where the difference between what they actually show on the television to what you actually get in the actual restaurant are two different things? Now there's some there's some candidates out there. Don't get me wrong. But Sonic, I think, takes the cake. Do you see the Sonic commercials with their food? Yeah. It actually looks decent. looks appetizing. If you go to a Sonic and order that same thing, the chances of you actually getting something even remotely close to what you thought you were going to get is completely blasphemous. I realized that Sonic were frauds the very first time I went to a Sonic after COVID. Um, And I realized that they decided they weren't going to do the roller skate thing anymore. They've lost their touch with what they were, right? Did that happen at Corona? Did they stop the roller skates at Corona? Yeah, because COVID and roller skates, uh, you know, you just can't put roller skates on anymore. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Some restaurants, you still can't go inside because, uh, you know, COVID. Some call it laziness. West, West Side Gold Star. Uh, is there, is there ever, <laughs> has there ever, has there ever been, outside of the dog ate my homework, a bigger excuse that this country has used than COVID? Those are the tough questions Back to we sports. ask on off Back the bench. Back to sports. Those are the tough Back questions to sports. we ask on off It's bench. time for draft or die, KC. Draft, draft or die? or die. Did you listen to the song last time? Draft or die. I don't th- Can you listen to the spoon uh, earphones? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Run the clip. Draft or die. Well, I just want, draft or die. Earphones are, hold on, KC. Wait till he puts his earphones on. I want him to hear it. Okay. Put on your earphones. All right. All right. Earphones, I think, earphones going on. I'm all right. You ready for this? I've, I think you're going to love this masterpiece. Born ready. 
draft, draft, draft. Die, die, die. Draft or die. That's actually all right. Yeah. That's yeah. actually all right. Yeah. We, we, we can, I can work with that. I can work with that. The next thing that we need to do on draft or die, as many of you know, is the 100-yard dash. So I'm going to buy some time for Casey to get that set up. And here's – I would like for the draft or die, so I'd like you to pay a little bit more attention this time. Really? Because the last time it just You're seems right. like you, you just ask over and over again, hey, everybody, what you pick? That was on me. That was on me. What you pick, what you pick, what you pick. I think the last time we did this, Sean had to exit the room midway through. And so I I'd mean, like – I'd like it's the first I, I, I hated how he did that, and he ended up settling on the Cowboys. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'll take the Cowboys over the, over the Patriots. And they won 38-3. to three. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't rush perfection. You can't rush perfection. Uh, all right, everybody, you can't rush perfection. I have what I think is an awesome um, cherry on top today. By the way, uh, for those that don't know, big revivalist guy, uh, their lead singer is from Hamilton, which is probably the real reason as to why I know about them. But yesterday, my wife was scrolling through social media, and she's like, "Hey, check this out. Did you see?" She only seen it because she follows the revivalist, but. They, uh, they did a montage with uh, Major League Baseball with one of their songs. And I don't know how that partnership came about, but I thought it was awesome. Two things that I adore, the Revivalists and Major League Baseball. So you'll get to see oh. that. It'll get you fired up a little bit. Now, I'll get you all fired up to watch some baseball when there's no baseball to watch, but we'll, we'll, we'll end the show on that. I think Hopefully, if I bought was enough it I time. Wish, was it Dude, Wish I Knew You? It's not. No. It's, it's one of their new songs, actually. It's one of their new songs. And it looks like we're – are we ready, Casey, for the 100-yard yeah. dash to figure out who gets to pick first in draft or die? By the way, if you do not know how this goes, uh, it's quite simply this. If you pick one of – you pick two games in the NFL, just straight money line, straight up, no, no spread. If you get one of them wrong, you have to stand in front of the camera here, and you have to read off of uh, what is our Suedo teleprompter. And if you laugh, you have to start over again. There's only been one person that has uh, failed to meet – the standards of this and that would be Reed Mouse and he had to do draft or die last week this week nobody died nobody lost so here we are we do a hundred yard dash to figure out what the snake draft looks like and we're ready and they are off here we go a full 100 yard dash in three two one and they're off Elliot's at the bottom Trace and Sean are in the middle I'm up top here we go here we go Trace looks like he's got the early lead uh. Love that. Oh. Elliot, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, Be better. Sean and, and Trace, they're neck and neck right now at the Look 50. At Who's going to freeze? Sean. Oh. Sean. Oh, Sean's pulling ahead. Oh, oh. no, Trace is pulling ahead oh. now. Oh, no, oh. it's going to be close. Oh. Oh. oh, Trace pulls ahead. Here I come. Trace is in first, and oh. Trace is the number one pick. Sean will get the number two pick, and Elliot oh, didn't. No. I mean. This oh, man, I start slowing down I mean, a lot. This is absolutely just, terrible. This is I'm, so my feet are in the mud. Uh, Everybody knows I'm mud. a short burst guy. Everybody knows that. Oh, no. Uh, and there's nobody faster for the first five yards than me. Everybody knows that about me. Last 95 yards, I'll probably be the, the slowest. But we'll see. Trace, you're first. Sean, you're second. Elliot's third. I am fourth. All right. Well, with my first pick, um, as I scroll through here to make sure I don't miss anything, Boy, there's some. It's going to be a tough one this week. Yeah. A lot of good games this week. There's two double-digit spreads. There is, but I, 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 they might be traps. They might be traps. But, I mean, you don't have another choice. you got to take one of those. Um, 
I think I'm going to take the... Oh, I hate this. I hate this because I think the Lions can get beat. Mm. And I think the Dolphins could get beat. Um, I'm going to take the Lions. Mm. I'm going to take the Lions. What a terrible pick. <sighs> Man. Who's next? Sean. Sean. Wait a second. Are you telling me that the Jaguars are still over in Europe? Yeah. They've been over in Europe for two weeks now. Wow. Back-to-back Europe. Pick them. Ride with them. They made them stay over in Europe for two weeks. They're Europe's team. Ian Jabot. Uh, I really don't like the Dolphins, but the Giants are bad, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. How do we not like the Dolphins? How do we not like it? I just I think they look good at times, and then they look really bad at times, too. I don't know, man. I guess. I'll take the Chiefs, and then my wraparound pick, I will take... Oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh sorry. You're <laughs> Get it together, man. Get it together over there. Pay attention, there. Elliot. Jeez. Hey, I'd like you to pay attention this time around. Would you Would you at least pay attention this time around? It's fair. What Casey pick? That was a fair callback on my boss, Trace. Casey gets two. He does. All right. I'm in a really tough spot. I won't lie. Um... I got two picks. No one's picked San Francisco yet, right? Ooh, that's a bad pick. And no one's picked Buffalo. I'm going to pick Buffalo. And I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick... Oh, man. I'm going to pick Philadelphia? Yeah. Eagles and Buffalo. Okay. Two good teams. I will take, for the very first time this season, and it happens tonight, the Chicago Bears will be victorious. All the haters will have to be quiet. Justin Fields will be winning the game. 400 passing yards, 200 rushing yards, 15 combined touchdowns for him, rushing and and passing. It'll be a record day for my guy Justin Fields. Bears win in a slaughter, 7,000 to 3. So it's back to me, huh? Yep. Bears and Chiefs, by the way, my picks. (laughs) Are you going to take your Cowboys? I'm going to need the Dolphins to win for me is what I'm going to (laughs) need. I mean, I think I tell you what, I'm going to take the Bengals. How about that? Yeah. I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah. I think Baltimore is also a sneaky pick here, too. I was going to pick him, but divisional game, I I took it off. Trace, you're up next. With the final pick. It's only going to get tougher when we have a full five. Brutal is what I would say to this. Bengals are a lock. I wish I would have taken them. That that, would have been – I would have loved that. Um Go with the Broncos. Nope. No, I'm not falling for the Broncos. Um, favored. Not falling for the Broncos. I'm going to tell you right now that everyone's going to – they're, they're going to make fun of me and laugh. I believe in the system. I'll, 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 I, live the, I live by the system. I'll die by the system. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Don't even need the points. So, there you go. All right, that's draft so, or die. Will you draft go. or will you die? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll I'm out. trying to uh, – 
I sent Casey the cherry on top for later, but unfortunately it was on uh, Instagram, no free ads. So I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it up on his computer. So I'm looking for it on the old socials, but hey, that's here nor there. We'll figure it out. We'll try to find a way. Got plenty of time to. Do they not post it on out. Twitter? Um, I don't know. I, I was. I, I'll I was, look on Twitter. I'll, you fill some time. I'll that, look on that's Twitter. That's what I was digging up. But fill some time. Fill some time. It's my time to fill some time. Um, <laughs> what did you send me? I don't, I don't All right. I, I, here's what I want to do. I know we're, we're jumping all over the place uh, in, in a little bit of a way here, uh, but I, we never did get our World Series picks before uh, before we got going here. And I'm sure that we could ask uh, – we'll get Tom's here before, before the weekend's out. I am going to take – I have to take the Braves. I, 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 as much as I don't want to be the front-runner person – I just don't see how they lose. I don't see how they lose. Now, obviously, in a five-game set, I could see how they lose because they get down early to uh, to Philly, and Philly has the, the ability to knock them off. But, man, a seven-game series against that lineup, and it's not like they don't have – they have decent arms. It's not like is that, that that's a huge concern either for the Braves. Um, are the Orioles a team that's really going to be able to go from, from miss, missing the postseason to the very next season? having the guts, the gall to be able to win the World Series? I don't think so. So I'm going to go with the Braves, as, 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 as boring as that is. Elliot, you got somebody to throw really quickly here? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Phillies are damn good. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the crowd. Uh, home field advantage matters. I know they're not going to have it uh, come towards the end, but if we get to the World Series, I don't know. I like our chances. I like the Phillies' chances if they can if they can beat Atlanta. So, Philadelphia, you are a World Series champion. I have a stupid question: Who was in the World Series last year? The two two teams. It was Houston and. Yep. Uh, Philly, Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. Ooh, that's a that's a fun one. That's yeah. a fair I'm one. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. Dodgers are sneaky too. Because they are. I mean, that's like one of the few teams that are like, you know what? You know, uh, they, they went one hundred games. Yeah, they won hundred games. <laughs> All right, I'm a. Houston's going to repeat. They're going back. Dusty. They got Verlander Dusty. back. Houston's going to get it done. Dust, Dusty's going back to back, and I think they're going to. I actually think they're going to beat. As crazy as this might sound. The Diamondbacks. Really? Hmm. They're going to shock the world wow. against the World Series. Diamondbacks have looked damn good. Diamondbacks have looked pretty damn good. They're uh, a young, frisky team. They got a good one-two punch at, their, at with the starting pitching rotation, which is big in the postseason. I think they get it done. I wanted to call them fraudulent pretty much the entire season. But the offense is very good. They have a very stacked lineup, and I think their pitch – Zach Gallen's a beast. So, I, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, they're not losing games. I, I, I think that's a good pick. Are we going in the vault anytime soon? Or? Yeah, we're going to have to. So we're going to have to. One thing about the Diamondbacks this year, when you look at their record and why it's 84 and 78, if you look at their three through five starters, it's bad. I think all, all three of them have over a five ERA. So they just weren't a complete team. But when you get to the postseason, if you got a good one and two, you got a shot. That is the, the the MLB is wild because, like Trey said, you only get those three games in the wild card. So if you just have your best two pitchers, I mean, for those three, you can win any series against any team. 
You really can. I the Reds I know got boat not they didn't get boat raced, but it, they didn't score a run in twenty twenty when we had Trevor Bauer and Castillo dominating those first two games. Um, but if it, it, it is if you're like and that's why I thought the Brewers were kind of fraudulent. We haven't gone on a Brewers victory lap yet, but I was right about the Brewers. They were never going to ever compete for a World Series. They're just not good enough offensively. And in, in the playoffs, I do think you, offense means a little bit more than pitching because you have to score runs to win these games. So if you're going to if it, you, pitching can literally only get you so far, they it can get it can get you nine innings. But after that, you have to do something. So Brewers didn't have the didn't have the offense. I don't know what they're going to do this offseason. If I had to guess, this would be the end of the Brewers' reign on the NL Central that you've seen the last of the good Brewers. They're talking about moving them out of town, too. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Losing the playoffs and then ship them over to France, whatever they want to do with them. So, Brewers, bye-bye. Uh, your season's over. Cardinals will be bad next year as well. Cubs, it'll be, the Cubs, I hear, Cubs are pushing for uh, Pete Alonzo. So, if the Cubs are able to get Pete Alonzo, I'd be scared. If they can bring back Belly and get Pete Alonzo, I'd be frightened. I'd be frightened. Pirates are known. Breed likes to say, don't watch out for the Pirates. Watch out for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nobody's ever watched out for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, it's just a, it's a disgraceful organization. The Reds, uh, the, the, the Reds are going to be better than the Pittsburgh Pirates, Milwaukee Brewers, St. Louis Cardinals, guaranteed next year. And I do think they'll be better than the Cubs. Breed hasn't been in here since their brutal collapse and missing the playoffs, has he? He is in the building. So why know. is he not in this? Why is he not? In this, yeah, is he in here? I seen him. I seen him. Early. He got kicked off the show from the chat. That's that, that, yeah. that, that. That's what he said. And that's fine. He said he got kicked off the show from the chat. And uh, you know what? He's he, some are saying some are saying he's a man of his word. And some are saying that others aren't in this room. What, I wish I, I wish that's what the chat is uh, alluding to. I wish I wish I wish Reed was in this room right now to answer for some of his takes. About well, the Chicago he'll Cubs. He'll be in here. He'll be in here next week. I want so him in we'll, here now. I think and, he's outside. And, and so will Tom. If he's uh, outside, Reed, if Reed has any gumption, he walks in the studio right now. Uh, I don't. Some are saying that that's not going to happen. He's Casey, let's go in the vault. He's a man of his word. Casey, uh, Elliot wants to go in the vault. So let's go in the vault and listen to uh, a red hot, a red hot zebra. Nobody's ever been hotter no. gambling on sports. And no. right, right after, right after this clip, no. I have a very special announcement to make. A uh, very special announcement to make. We have 100, and, uh, 100 plus folks in here, 108 plus people watching this right now. Uh, we're going to start this social media train right now, right after we go in the vault. Ooh. Presented by Bedfred Sportsbook. Ooh. All right, so I get a text message late last night from the folks, the good folks at Betfred. The best folks. And they are, they are saying, hey, it's go time. I'm like, it's go time. What am I, where am I going? What do I got to do? Jumped out of bed. Looked at my phone. It says, we need Chatterbox's community to step up. Our leadership team wants to see what kind of presence they have in Ohio. Sounds like a sounds sounds like a test to me. So I don't know if Casey can do a lower third on the screen here on the fly or not, but let's just let's just give it a shot. I want to spam them, and by spam them I mean like I want all of these text messages to hit them at once, like a big ton of bricks. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna we're, let's just break their servers. It says, "Am I allowed to participate too?" Uh, I believe so. It says, so our new leadership team has given me a promo code for you guys to push to see how big your presence in Ohio really is. Send this thing to every person who's ever heard of Chatterbox. 
Tell your audience to text. You ready for it? Here's yeah, the call. Here's the call to action. Text chatter. C-H-A-T-T-E-R. Text chatter. C-H-A-T-T-E-R to 702-305-443. Uh, I'm oh, my up. God. Listen to me. 702-305-443. I'll read that one more time because I butchered it the first time. 702-305-4453. And they'll get a risk-free bet back on any loss for their next bet up to $25. Here's the thing. I don't know if you know if I'm supposed to say this. Listen, if you're a gambler, not a gambler, if you have a gambling problem, it's always called 100 Gambler. You know, it's chatter all caps. 21 plus. It says caps. It does have all caps. Caps, chatter, all caps. I don't know if that matters or not. Seems like it might matter. Maybe not. I have no idea. Here's the thing. You know what? Just send the text message in. Send the text message in. Maybe you'll get a wild hair on a Saturday. You want to you make a bet? Then you have it. You have it there. If not, so be it. At least they know. Text chatter to 702-305-4453. Mark Fetters wants to know how do you spell chatter? C-H-A-T-T-E-R. That's it. That's it. So as we, uh, as we spam that, uh, that link there, let's go in the vault because we have the hottest gambler known to mankind. I mean, I mean to tell you, you cannot find anybody hotter than this man. He will take you to the promised land. In fact, I'd be willing to bet right now. Let's go. Fire me up. Come on. If you would have taken the bets... That oh. Elliot Rearing has been given out. And by oh. taking him, I mean taking the opposite. Pump me. Oh, well, come on. And you just laddered it. You know, you just, every time you doubled up the last bet. There is a good chance. There is a very, very good chance that you could probably have paid your house off by now. <laughs> now, of course, we want you to gamble responsibly. That is very, very important. But nobody else... In the world, nowhere else in the world, nobody else in the country can be as consistent as Elliot. So without pump me up, boss, fire without, me up. Without farther fire ado, me up. let's let's Woo! get to the winners. Woo! Uh, and by winners, I mean losers. Come but on, but they're winners for us. Woo! Take it away, Mr. Zebra Man. Thank you for pumping me up. That was a great speech. Listen, he's right. If you, if you ride with me, you are going to win so much money, you won't even be able to see it. That's how much money you'll have. You just won't be able to see how much money you've made. Uh, if you took my bets last night, my parlay of parlaying all the uh, first inning under half a run, you wouldn't have been able to see the winnings last night. But listen, this is, <laughs> gambling is, is about the long game. Uh, this isn't about the short time thing. It's, it's, you're, you're playing for the long game. It's, it's a 365-day war every single year. Now, I've lost the last, like, four years, but that's the thing. There, I have infinite years left. Infinite. Probably about 40. So if I can keep this up, who knows where we'll be? We might just be the next millionaire. So on Saturday, uh, I, I'm going to give you a couple picks here. On Saturday, you are going to parlay all the first inning unders. Half a run, that's a nerfy in the business. That's what we call it in the business. If you're a professional like us in the business, that's what we call it. Uh, a nerfy in the Rangers-Orioles game, in the Twins-Astros game, in the Phillies-Braves game, and in the Diamondbacks-Dodgers game. A nerfy, that's a no-run first inning. Parlay them all, all four. 
Uh, it's a guaranteed mortal lock of the century. Asterix, I can't guarantee anything. Legally, I have to say that. I want to make that very clear. I can't legally promise you anything. Uh, and, and statistically, it hasn't won yet. So that there's that. Uh, the Orioles are minus 141 money line on Betford Sportsbook, the greatest sportsbook known to man. I'd actually take the Rangers plus 120. The Rangers look like one of the hottest teams in baseball. Uh, some of the, There's a lot of good things about having a buy in the first round. One of those things that's not good is not having the momentum that you accumulated from the past round. I think the Rangers have a lot of momentum. Plus 120 on Betford Sportsbook, perhaps the greatest sportsbook known to man. Tonight, Chicago Bears plus six. It's the easiest bet I've ever made in my entire life. It's the easiest free winner bet. Asterix, I can't say it's free or a winner. But legally, I have to tell you that. Uh, but for me personally, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's free. I'm thinking it's a winner. Bears plus six. It's easy. Just take it. Uh, plus 225. Also take it. Bears money line. Bears aren't losing this football match. Bears are not losing this football match. We're not going home without a win. I watched Blues Brothers Yes, last night. Blues Brothers is a great movie. It's set, it takes place in what city? Chicago. It was, a, it was an omen. It was a sign that I'm taking the Chicago Bears tonight. The over-under is 44.5. Hammer the under. Uh, final score of this game will be probably 3-0 Bears. But listen, you take it. You ride with me. Let's all, make, let's all be billionaires. Let's be a billionaire. Let's just do it. And text that number. Again, I need everybody to do it. Everybody who's watching right now, text that number. Text CHATTER. C-H-A-T-T-E-R, right now, risk-free bet, which means you get to take any of my bets without any risk, which is, I mean, the best of all time because mine don't win a lot. So that's what you'll do. Do it right now. Those are my mortal lock plays of the century. Again, asterisks, I can't say any of those words that I used legally. So whatever, whatever verbiage you want to come up with, that's what I'm saying to you to take my bets. We also have a, uh, a Betfred situation where they had made a post today on Twitter. We'll probably uh, quote tweet that here a uh, short time after the show if we haven't already. And it is simple. You can like, retweet, and follow the Betfred account. And if you comment the, uh, the closest guess to the passing yards tonight without going over. So we're playing Price is Right rules, it appears. Little Price is Right rules. The amount of passing yards tonight without going over... Whoever gets the closest to that wins a $500 free bet, bread bet. I pinned the, the tweet in the, the comments if you want nice. to do it. So there you go. Simple as that. You go on there. You guess the amount of passing yards. We're going to go in the vault now, and we're all going to take a guess. We'll see who the closest is. The closest one. Actually, we'll do it the opposite. That seems That's to be right. more fun. That's right. We're going to do it the opposite. One the farthest one gets fired. <laughs> and that's what we do, right? We're That's not we going to get fired, but what we are going to do is uh, I'm looking around the room. I'm trying to figure out how many push-ups we have to do right here. We got to do right in front of everybody. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I, – I think, I think, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me get – hold on. Let me use my brain here. Go. Somebody fill some time. I got to think. I got to think. Casey. Casey, start – Casey, give out a number. The farthest one away. The farthest one away uh, has to do 15 push-ups. Oh, you know what I think that should be, Trace? 15 push-ups. <laughs> and, you know, here's the thing. You don't have to do them. You don't, you don't have to do them all at the same time. If you can't get the 15, they got to be legit push-ups. We're not doing the knee push-up thing. They're legit push-ups. Yeah, we'll and see. here's the thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You can lay down and just lay on the ground and rest until, you, until you're ready for the next one. 
But you got, we're going to see if you're in seed all the way through. So if it's a 10-minute segment tomorrow because Elliot can't do 15 push-ups in 10 Oh, minutes. wait a minute. No, wait a minute. There's a lot of people in this room that I don't think can do 15 push-ups. It's not just <laughs> Elliot. I, I'd love to see Casey get down on the ground right here and do give me a quick 15-er. I don't oh. think anybody could. Trace, Trace, if you look at Trace, you're like, oh, that's a skinny little guy there. Maybe he can do it. I don't think he can do it either. So I don't think it's just Elliot over here. I think we get the whole room. <laughs> I think Reed could do it. Reed's built well. Shout out Reed. He's got a good body. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. 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 Do you like his pants too, Elliot? No, well, I knew what By I was... By pants, I mean shorts? I, I don't like, like your medium shirts. Right? Oh, I knew man. what I was saying when I said that, and it was just as funny as when I thought it. So, shout out to me. I'm just a funny guy. That's all I can say. All right, so now's the time where we have to actually pick. We'll what, do, start, what game are we doing? Oh we'll, we'll go. We'll go around the room for uh, around, uh, around. We'll go around the room from left to right, starting with uh, with, with Elliot. Uh, you get the first crack at this. The amount of yards tonight without going over is. Hold on. Is this all purpose or is this passing? Passing yards. Come on, listen. To Lock it in. No, 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 no. Don't go to me first. No, I don't want to go every – Elliot, I'm sure he's ready. He can fill some time. No, go to Sean and Casey first. I want to think about my pick. Nope, that's not how it works. Yeah. You get to go first. All right, okay. I think we need to put the horses back up there. Going last is a huge advantage. It's, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what, Casey, Casey, Casey. Bring out the sprint. I'm not going first. We're, we're going to – No, let's go to the wheel. Let's go to the go wheel. To the wheel. Right, go to the wheel. Go to the wheel. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. All right, and uh, also well, let's, let's do our let's get now listen, our picks for the let, night, and then we'll come back to this. And that's right? fine. And also, that buys us a little bit that's of time. This is why when you stay to the very end of the show, you deserve something. This is what you get. The closest one in the chat right now. Now, please also play it on socials because obviously Bedfred wants to push this, and, and you know that they're trying to utilize us. They pay us money. They help us keep the lights on around here. We appreciate Bedfred. And they're great people. And we and, and, and they're great people, as as Elliot has pointed out a couple different times. I would like for you to do it on their socials as well. But we'll also play this game in our chat. If right now you want to take a guess, the closest one to the correct amount of passing yards tonight without going over will win a uh, they will win a free free shirt. How about that? Free t-shirt, Chatterbox Sports. T-shirt of your choice. I and I also want to tell you, we are oh. going to start working on some merch here relatively soon. When Please. Tom when Tom comes back, I need hoodies. I need hoodies. When, when Tom comes back, our goal is to do you know some more work around here. There's some things behind the scenes that have been that have been. Uh, what's the right word to use? They've, they've, uh, they've. I just I'm I'm at a loss for words. They've not been they've not been done to the level in which they need to be done because we're 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 stretched thin here. If we're being honest, we're stretched a little thin. So we're gonna try to get some more merch in the store. We're gonna try to be ready on Black Friday to have a bunch of great merch, hoodies. Oh, I know many people want some golf shirts, maybe some hats. We'll figure it all out. All right. We'll I'll get the design. I'll get in the design lab because there are. I rumors. do have a couple picks for the night. All right. Back, yeah, back into the vault. Spur spur. We're 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 still in the vault, baby. We never left it. Go ahead. Back into the vault here. We're. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, – I'm going to go DJ Moore, first touchdown tonight. The Bears like to get off to fast, uh, fast starts in games. He's been hot. He's had a touchdown in each of the last two starts. weeks. Plus 950 you can get that for him, Bet Fred Sportsbook. And I also like Justin Fields, 200-plus passing yards forecast. He's done that three games in a row. The Bears probably will be playing from behind, so he's probably going to be throwing the football. I like him to get over 200 yards tonight. That's actually even money, plus 100. Hmm. I got a couple picks. Uh, I got Cole Komet, 35 plus receiving yards. That's plus 100. He's the number two target for the Bears. Like that a lot. Chase Young to get a sack. That's 
even money at plus 100. I like that a lot too. And then uh, if you're in the parlay game, if you're into parlaying things on Betfred, player passing and rushing yards, Justin Fields, 225. Cole Komet, 35 receiving yards. Sam Howell to throw two touchdowns. Sam Howell to throw for 250 yards. That's plus 550 on Betfred. Okay. I'm not going to be able to get behind the fidget spinner. I know I know that uh, Sean obviously is a believer that he's going to throw over 200 yards. I don't know if I can believe that. Yes, he's done it three straight games. All right, I get it, but we'll find out. 200 yards also, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's nothing to, to shake your head about. It's nothing. That's nothing to, to scoff at, whatever term you'd like to use. Um, all right, it's that time for the wheel because we need to pick our, our, our yardage, and it certainly seems as if uh, whoever does the first one get go first. How does it, how are we doing this? First uh, one gets the pick where they pick. How about that? For the first one okay. gets to pick last, and we'll go we'll go we'll go last to first. And last of uh, okay, so uh, okay, whoever's name gets drawn picks last. All right, good. And then, and then vice vice Second, person. Good. All right, here we go. It's a yellow wheel. It's this a big old pick. yellow wheel. The last oh. pick is oh, it's Trace. Of course, it's Trace. I got to it see that. Rick. All right, here we go. This is a big one, though. This is a big one. I need third. This I need is third a big pick. one. I need third pick. Oh no. Oh, um, that's looking like it's a Casey. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, baby. Here we go. <laughs> it's not All looking right. good for us. John. Sean, let's get a Sean. Let's do a pack, brother. Oh no! Oh, is it me? Is it you? It's gonna be Elliot. It's Elliot. Oh, oh god! Good luck. <laughs> good luck, pal. Good luck, buddy. Can, can we make a rule here, though? Like, I can't just pick one and you guys just one up me all the way up. Oh I, yes, yes, I, I can. I can do whatever the hell I want. I can do whatever the hell I want. I mean, we're not. <laughs> We're going to have four numbers. All right. I'll tell you what we should have done. I'll tell you what we should have done. And we we just don't have enough big brains in here to think about it until after the fact. And I just thought about it. You ready? Right. Yeah, I'm ready. This is this is how we'll do it. This is the most fair and equitable way to do it, in my opinion. Write it down. Um, put, it, put it on your phone or write it down real fast. And then we will all say it out loud at the same time. And the, the goal of this is to... The most... The, the passing yards tonight without going over. That's the real way we should have done this from the without start. Without going over? Yeah, it's Price is Right rules. You can't go over. Oh, wow. Right? That's yeah, the rule. that's what it says. That's what it says. You can't go over. Oh, wow. I mean, that, we're just adding these rules on left and right, and there's just so that's many. That's what the Betfred Sportsbook says. That's what you the can't go over. Yeah, you, you can't, can't go over. This has come from the, 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 the best sports book known to mankind. That's the rules. Follow them. All right, you got 15 seconds. Come up with something. Also, somebody, we have, do we still have the live chat replay feature? Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. So we'll be able to go back and find that as well. Um, all right. I got my number. I got mine. You let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Elliot, I need your help here. You got, are you ready? He's, Are you ready, Elliot? He's struggling you with it over there. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one, four forty-eight. Okay, I had four twenty. Four thirty-nine. Four forty-eight. Four sixty-nine. Love that. All right. 
We're Here on the we fours. So that's, we're we're uh, all right there. We'll so find out. Okay, wait. Let me. Let, I should probably write this down. What is it? I had four sixty nine. Trace four twenty. Casey, I had four thirty nine. I feel really good about that pick now. Me and Spur are in a really good spot. Sean's. I had four forty eight. Okay. Yeah, we're we're fine. We're we're not gonna like if if it's too far, if it's past four sixty or whatever. If Elliot wins, we're safe, and if it's below four twenty, we're safe. Yeah, that it is. So either Elliot or Trace are in trouble. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I guess I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> Do you have a cherry on top? Good job, Casey. Yeah, uh, let's go. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if Casey's able to find the, the cherry on top. Uh, I feel like what I'd sent, and it, it's in your Twitter DMs, but the problem is, like I said before, it's on another social channel. Why, why they wouldn't put that on x.com, I don't know. It goes to show you that there's just some uh, – I find myself in that category. I'm sure many of you do too. It's like you kind of have your social, your social medias that you're all in on. Right, you, you don't really find too many folks that are that are uh, very active in all of them because it seems to be impossible. I find myself on X obviously much more than I find myself on the other ones, but I know many people that do Instagram exclusively. I just don't know a whole lot about Instagram, for being completely honest. I have no idea about Instagram at all. Not downplaying it, I'm sure it's a great it's a great app, but it doesn't provide uh, news the same way that X does. So that's why I <clears throat> guess I'm on X. Casey, is there any chance in the world that you're able to, to even get to that? Yes, just give me a second. I got to find the right display. Okay, so and we might have it. Yeah. We might actually have it. Hey, hey, hey. As long United as United I... Dairy Farmers. Cherry on top. You, shout out to United Dairy Farmers, by the way. Uh, you want to buy some time real fast for, for Casey? I got, I got well, an idea. Well, I, I got an idea. I was going to talk a little bit too. Okay, you can, but my favorite flavor at uh, United Dairy Farmers ice cream by the way homemade is their premium brand if you didn't know that and they have a raspberry black raspberry chip that's elite it is very very good i know there's another company in the town that you know they do the black raspberry chip too and many people might say just give it a shot and also uh, blue moon cookie dough chocolate chocolate chip cookie dough is my favorite nice i'm gonna hit the hit the thing all right the united dairy farmers cherry on top this has some big time calls this has some big-time calls from our team. I thought it was just a good recap of Major League Baseball in the season and uh, some good tunes. Some good tunes from the Revivalists. Oh, there's there's no – the way I did it, there's no audio. Oh, no. I didn't realize that it was going to be – It's a real, Casey. Oh, well, you know, that's – Oh, no. What does that mean? It's a real – there's no audio. It's just a video that you have to. It's it was on a story, so you, then you have to go to the video and. So I mean, so, again, so it's possible. Who's, just, whose story was that on? Was that an MLB story? MLB Network, maybe. I mean, I'm. How does that not have audio on it? Some are asking. Does it not have a? Does it no, not have that, a? It's it's a VMix feature. If you do a desktop capture, it's not gonna. Oh, so you can't you can't the audio. gotcha. You can't even like take that individual link inside of VMix. No, I can't. Hmm. So we lost. <laughs> we lost today. Well, we'll get it for tomorrow. How about yeah, that? tomorrow. United Dairy Farmers Cherry on Top will come tomorrow with actual audio. I know how we can do it. We'll just pirate it because you can do that as well. Arg, made it. Pirate it. All right. Well, that'll do it. I'm going to take this headset off because I don't need it anymore. But we'll be back here better than ever tomorrow. Why? Because we do this show every single day, Monday through Friday from 10 
A to 12 P. Which means we'll be back here better than ever tomorrow. I don't know why you'd come back, but if you do, we really would appreciate it. Also, don't forget to text that number because uh, ultimately we'd like to keep the lights on around here. And uh, I guess the only way to the only the only way for us to keep the lights on around here is to make them think that we actually have people that watch these things. Yeah, if you want us to continue, you're going to text that number. (laughs) Yeah, actually, put the camera on me for a sec. You know, I like to do a couple things in my life. One of them being to like have like water to drink and have a roof over my head. Uh, I, uh, Your I dog a, Juno. I drive. I have a dog named Juno. I need to feed. Mm. Um, if you would like to support me in, in this way, this would be great. It, it would help me keep my job, uh, and thus help me live my life. And if you would like me to keep living, this would be a big step. This is a big first step. So if this is just a PSA to everybody, save the Elliot, save the Elliot, and and, and text Chatter to seven zero two three zero five four four five three, and you can make an Elliot's day. All right, that's going to be the end of this show. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Better than ever. From what time? Have a lovely. From what time? Have a lovely. We're not doing that again. Have a lovely Thursday. And watch out for those 4 p.m. showers that Elliot told you about. We'll see you tomorrow, Sunny with a chance of torrential rain. See you tomorrow.